This week on Nintendo Main, we find out that they're still making games for the 3DS. And we take a look back at the Wii U, its launch and its legacy. And we finally remember it as we gently lower it into its grave. Yeah, so sad. Welcome to Nintendo Main, episode 53. We are your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. With me, as always, is... Jeremy Mikowski. Jeremy, second screen Mikowski. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy, Nintendo tablet Mikowski. How about that? Can I can I call myself uh, Trey Johnson Warriors, and you can make a game where I slaughter 100 people? Wait, that's, hey, that's later. <laughs> you can't have slaughter without laughter. <laughs> that's true. So I hear slaughter is the best medicine. Yeah, we're already off topic. So uh, we're back again from the Switch report of last week. You know, we're here every week. You guys know that if you listen to the show. How's your week been? Have you been playing any games? Yeah, mostly I've been playing games on my PC, to be honest. Yeah, but sell out. I'm no kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, come on, there's not a whole lot going on right now. But uh, I booted up the Wii and played a couple of my Game Boy Advance games. I've been looking fondly at my uh, Game Boy Advance Virtual Console because... That's a huge. That was a huge selling point for me for the Wii U. Yeah, there's some good stuff on there. Uh, yeah, because you th- you would have thought that would have gone to 3ds, but that's not where it went because it could not emulate it properly. So anyway, that's a little getting ahead of ourselves here. But uh, that's what I've been playing as far as Nintendo stuff. And then on the PC, I've actually been playing this game called Pony Island. Pony Island. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's an island, island of ponies. Correct. Do tell. It's called Pony what's, what's uh, Island. So, a little context here. I uh, I purchased the most recent Humble Bundle. It's called the Overwhelmingly Positive Bundle. And uh, you pay, you know, if you pay over $10, you get a bunch of games to the top tier. And, uh, Pony Island was one of the lower, one of the games that was included in this, this set. But, uh, it's a game that reminds me a little bit of Portal. Have you played Portal? Yeah, I played. Well, I played Portal two. I played Portal two all the way through. I didn't play one. Yeah, it's but. like an eight slash sixteen bit version of Portal, and it's conceptualized as you're trapped in an old arcade machine, and Satan's in the arcade, and he's trying to like keep you in there and steal your soul. So you have to go behind the scenes and change the programming of the arcade machine to to like advance parts past certain points that he creates that you can't get past because he's like actively within the interface. Like you'll, you'll shut down the game and go into like the desktop and then like there's a messenger and he'll message you and he'll like talk to you. And then there's another soul that's trapped in the game and they're like messaging back and forth with you. So it's really cool. It breaks the fourth wall a lot. And, uh, it's just a really fun little, like, you know, it only takes a couple of hours to beat. And I think it costs like five bucks, but for me, it was just like, this is cool. This is fun. Like it, it, I had, I enjoyed it all the way through. Had a pretty solid puzzle mechanic to it, and then it has like an action, sort of like an endless runner kind of thing going on with where you're a pony running to the right, and you can shoot lasers. Oh, well, that's cool. It sounds so, it, yeah. it sounds interesting. I just mean... just a really unique, yeah, interesting game that just like one dude made using the uh, Unity engine. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, we mentioned that last week, or you mentioned it last week. 
It could be a contender for a Switch game. Who knows? I mean, it doesn't Oh, I sound... mentioned Pony Island last No, you mentioned the Unity, uh, the Unity oh, okay, engine. okay, yeah. Well, because that's, yeah, there's been other things that have been shown that can run on Unity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, that and uh, there's this other game I downloaded that's where you're a cybernetic bartender. But we don't have to get into that. <laughs> Is it like a, I hope it's a robot version of um, Beer Tapper. That'd, that'd be great. <laughs> no. Where it's, just it's actually like, more. You can just throw like beer a, quicker. You're not. It's not a cybernetic. Sorry, it's a cyberpunk bartending simulator. So you're like in a post-apocalyptic world. Oh yeah. And a bartender and all these people come in. There's like police and politicians and like people, like journalists and stuff that come in and talk to you, and you have to make them drinks. And it's like mostly story driven. Do you have to like so. talk to them? Do you have to like to make certain answers to no, get them actually, to feel better? <laughs> it's all it's all related to how drunk you get them, like how much they talk to you, I think. Oh, okay. So like you have the option of making their drinks like a lot stronger than they order them, and then if they get too drunk, then it changes the story or Oh, okay. Or they might get mad if you don't give them enough booze. But there's no actual dialogue choices. It's all influenced by the way you pour their drinks. So it's kind of a little interesting, another little weird yeah. game. So yeah, I would recommend anybody that has a PC that listens to us check out that humble bundle. Most of it goes to charity. I think actually all of it goes to charity. Yeah, and you get some games. So I'm sure you you played the game Catherine, right? Are you heard of the game Catherine? Yeah, I played Catherine. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that because like half of the game took place in a bar, and you could uh, you could influence like whether your guys whether your friends were killed or not by the um, by the sheep or whatever, depending on what you told them in the bar. Like there's a whole like side relationship thing like with with your time at the bar and ordering drinks and all that kind of reminds yeah, me of that if, a little bit like if the sheep die and uh right if the sheep die in the dream world and they disappear in the real world yeah but you could kind of influence whether they were in the real world i guess or not if you could keep them from not cheating on their girlfriends or something like that it kind of very much had like a persona side to it which was the same guys that made uh, tokyo mirage sessions and like shin megami tensei so and persona so it makes sense you know for it to be like that but um I've been uh, I've mostly just been playing uh, Dragon Quest Seven and Final Fantasy Fifteen. More Dragon Quest Seven because Dragon Quest Eight, as we mentioned last week, comes out this week on Friday, and I didn't want to wait. I didn't want to wait till Friday and then only played a little bit and do one on that. So we're doing so that's why we're doing a different show about the Wii U before. But next week I'll give you I'll give you some Dragon Quest Eight info. But yeah, I've been uh, playing more Dragon Quest Seven. I'm at like fifty hours. I almost have all of the islands completed on there. You know how I told you before, you only have one island, and then you go and create all these new islands and go yeah. and solve their problems, and then they appear in the in the present. I think I almost have all of them, maybe minus like three islands. I think I only have like three islands left to put on there. Wow! But, but I'm only at like 50 hours, and <laughs> apparently it's a hundred hour game. So I'm, I've heard that it changes, like the game changes, like it almost feels like three different games. So like while you're uh, doing while you're doing the islands, it feels like a certain game, but then once you get them together, it changes and becomes a different thing. I would imagine that it probably starts over and plays more like a Dragon Quest game there anyway. But I don't know. I really enjoy that game. It's a lot of fun. Um, I'm, you know, I, I like those turn-based strategy games or turn-based RPG games, as I've said before. And it's I've, I've kind of gotten to the point of it where I'm having a lot of fun with it. And, you know, I've been, like, upgrading a lot of classes and unlocking, like, uh, secondary classes and stuff like that. So that's been what so I've been playing. So you're playing on – you're trying to beat that so you can hop right into 8. Yeah. Or you're trying to get – Far, as far as you can yeah. into it. Well, I'm not going to realistically beat it before eight, but I'm gonna. I'm basically going to play it as much as I can until I get eight, and then I'm going to play eight for a while, 
you know, to get a good idea of it for the show. And then once we do the show, I'll probably go back to seven and try to finish seven and then go back to eight. You know, that's, that's what I did with seven too. Cause I was like almost at the end of four and I got seven and played it for a while for the show. And then I went back to four and finished four and then went to seven. And I still have five and six that I haven't even touched on DS. So I got plenty of stuff to do on that end. I am kind of envious you're like deeply engaged in an RPG because I love being in that like sort of state of mind where you're really like into it, into a game and its story and you're like far enough into it that you're feeling like I can't turn back now. I have to fucking finish this game. Yeah. I'm feeling like fully invested in the world now, I guess you could say that. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, I want to finish it, but it's not, I'm not in a hurry to finish it. I mean, I'm having a lot of fun with it. So it's cool. And, but I'll, we'll get to play eight, which, you know, is, is a lot different apparently. So. Hopefully it's not as long as seven. I know Dragon Quest games are incredibly long, and I'm sure eight is like a hundred hours too. But we'll find out. With cool do you thing- think? I mean, do you think it's long in like an artificially inflated way? No, I don't. No, I mean, it, there's not really any. There's not very much backtracking. Even though, like, the world that I'm in right now, which spoilers, sort of, I'm in this town called Not Again, <laughs> like N O T A G E N, and there's Not Again Hill also, which I thought was funny. But uh, there's this town called Not Again. And I can't seem to save the town. Like, I'll go, like, you go to the past, I beat up the monsters that were running the town, and I thought it was fine. Then I go to the future, and the town's destroyed, and everybody's dead. So I go back to the past again. There's another monster problem. I destroy that monster problem. Go back to the future, everybody's dead in the town again. So now I'm back at the at the present again with another monster problem. I wonder how many times you have to do that. That's the only thing that's kind of repetitive, but it's funny, because, like, the name of the levels, uh, or the name of the town's called Not Again. And it keeps getting attacked by all these different monsters that you have to go back and save it from, which I thought was kind of cute. But that's the first time you've had to do that in the game at all. So they make it more funny than annoying. Yeah, I think it's funny because it's like, because like you go, you get, like I said, you go there and there's monsters, like they live in all the houses and all the people there are enslaved. So you get rid of the monsters and the people are okay. And then you come back and they get attacked by this giant like plant and there's all these vines coming out of the ground. And then the third time, this guy's like, I don't know. I saw this insect that's looking looking like it's growing pretty quick. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I thought that was kind of funny, you know, like sort of humorous. It's like, oh, yeah, this this guy has a pet insect that's like a monster, and everybody's freaked out about that. It's fun. I, I can't wait to see what happens once I get all of the islands because I think then it becomes more about, like, whatever the evil is because there hasn't really been, like, a main bad guy or anything. There's just been monsters and these, you know, and these lands that were lost over time that are reappearing in the future, so... In the, in the present, but I think you eventually you find out like why that happened and who did that, and I'm sure there's a dragon lord in there somewhere or something like that. But, but yeah, it's been fun, and I got a, I got a chocobo and painted it green on Final Fantasy 15. So and, you know, oh, you can paint your chocobo. Yeah, you can paint your chocobo. So Dang. I have like a, I think I have like between the four guys, there's like a green one, a white one, a purple one, and a blue one. I think or or four chocobos, but. Yeah, it's really fun once you get one because you can like make it to where like you get where you get level up points just from uh, riding your chocobo. So you can just ride the chocobo around town and gain points. That's what I've been doing. Oh, you level up through riding a chocobo? Well, you get you get AP points, which are points that you can use to you know add to like your moves and stuff like that. It's like a form of experience. But you can get I think you can get experience points from maybe from the races if you get enough AP to unlock the thing. Like there's. There's a bunch of shit that you can add to, like, skill trees and stuff like that to give you extra experience or whatever. So I'm still enjoying that. I don't I don't hate it yet or anything. It hasn't gotten to any weird parts, <laughs> which I guess happened later. But it's it's still enjoyable. I put, like, 20 hours into that, and I still haven't 
I was just thinking like the I watched the you know I watched the um Clueless Gamer thing and like uh, I've put in 20 hours into the game and I've seen hardly any of the stuff that they showed on Clueless Gamer. <laughs> like I haven't seen like the 32 hour boss dude or I haven't seen the dress. I haven't seen like most of the shit what? that they did on that. I'm like they must have I played that the dress game for was at the beginning. No. They were just jumping around. No, it's not at the beginning at all. I think that's not till like chapter 5 or something and I'm in like chapter 2. Did you get to push the car for a while? That's the very beginning of the game. Okay. <laughs> the pushing the car is like the very first thing you do. So I, I I caught that part, but yeah, all the all the other stuff I hadn't really seen. So whatever, except for like camping and stuff, which you do all the time. But I yeah. will say I'm uh, I'm debating whether or not I want to get a PS4 because I just paid for an, a console and I don't know if I should buy another one. But yeah, <laughs> I actually have I have a lead on an on an offer on one that I might buy secondhand. Well, be care be careful what PlayStation Four you get because a lot of those earlier editions are faulty. Like I was gonna buy a PlayStation Four from a friend of mine for a hundred bucks. That was my original, like my original thought in getting one. And uh, we like we like we're doing phone tag for a while, and I finally got a hold of him like right before I bought this one, and it, it had just broken. So if I would have oh. bought if I would have bought it before, I would have ended up with a with a shitty PS Four that you only had for a little bit. Yeah, because a lot of them, have, a lot of the early ones that were released have been having like disc problems. Like disc reading problems and stuff like that. So just be careful what you're getting. I don't know. I'd, I'd say just drop 250 and just get a slim because then you know it's going to work better because it's not, uh, you won't have to deal with the possibility of, uh, disc drives problems. Cause I've heard about it from more than, more than one place. Like I've heard other people talk about it. I just wish I hadn't dropped money on the Switch. Cause, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't buy two consoles in a row, but I really, sure. I'm really cheap for like a, a, a Really nice game to play, and I'd love to play Last Guardian or Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, those are the two games I'd really be. I'd love to be playing either of those right now, and I can't. Sure, you can get Dragon Quest 7, and you can buy that for your 3DS and play that for 100 hours. That's true. <laughs> That's could, a good. You could game. put a bunch of hours into it, or you could get uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, like you were saying earlier that your friends were telling you to do. That's uh, you can get that for Wii U. That's less. That's not 100 hours. So you do that. True. So uh, do you want to do you want to get into our news our news segment of the show? Sounds good to me, man. We've done enough game talk for now. Um, yeah, so uh, we've got some more Switch news, so some trickle stuff that's trickled out like after we talked last week. So, you know that that I've seen, which I which I figured would happen. A little more, some more answers to questions that we had last week. Um, first off, I heard that the Switch will not be using old controllers, so no sort of backwards compatibility thing, which sucks, but it makes sense, I guess. Yeah, I saw that, and I imagine it's a different wireless protocol that's going on with how it works like yeah. i'm sure it's a technology thing and that they would have to put something else into it that might make it more expensive you yeah. know to be backwards compatible that's my theory maybe i figured it was a money-making thing <laughs> i don't know but well, you know you're, you're probably right but it's it's probably a little bit a little bit of column a and a little bit of column b right you know at this point the man the wii u or the original wii controllers are, you know over 10 years old yeah they are so I mean, come on. A little bit. It might be time for them to go go the way of the Buffalo. Um, As far as the Wii U Pro Controller, I am upset that that's not compatible. Like, I wish at least the Wii U stuff was... Yeah, that's more what I was hoping for. Or you could use the gamepad as a second controller or something. Well, that would... Then it would make it easier for you to put games like Mario Maker on there. You know, because that would make more sense. Because think if Mario Maker did come out for Switch. You would basically put it in the dock... And play a level, 
and then take it out of the dock and design a level and then put it back in the dock and play level. Like that's, that seems silly to me. You know, it does, it yeah. isn't as seamless as it originally was, you know. I'm really interested in seeing what this, like, you know, as a capacitive touch screen. So what they're I mean, going to use it for. That's big. Yeah. yeah. That's the first time Nintendo's done that. It's always been resistive in all their technology. So yeah, it's a weird, you know, that's, yeah. that's such a big deal. And yet they have not elaborated on like, how it's going to be used. Yeah. Which leads us to believe if it's just for the fucking interface, then why do you even need capacitive screen? I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, I'm sure they have some. Maybe it's cheaper to have one of those now than it is to have a resistive. Yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's, they have some ideas down the road that they haven't shown yet. Maybe something involving the direct that happened today, which we'll get through, get to once we get to, uh, once we get through our Switch news. Or even just the virtual console, like, to make it, you know, since it's a mobile console, when the VC comes up, like, you could bring Wii U games on the go or something. I still don't know how you play yeah, that. Maybe I don't know. Screen? How would that work? Yeah, it's it, it's there's still some stuff to be figured out on it. Something we asked about last week, also Meverse. Apparently, Meverse and Street Pass are both not going to exist on the. Yep, that's been confirmed. On the Switch. So I didn't know. So when we go, oh, we were talking about we're going to the Midwest Gaming Classic in uh, in Milwaukee in the first weekend of April. Come see us there if you're going. Um, but, uh, I, w- last time I was there, I saw 3DSs all over the place and I got like hundreds of street passes while I was, you know, walking around looking at exhibits and stuff. And I was like, this year there's going to be like switches everywhere and maybe we'll get switch passes. But nope, that kind of bones me out because I really like street pass. I thought that was a really fun thing to do. And Meverse was fun too. I guess they're just going to ditch it and go to Twitch or something or let you put it on Twitch or YouTube or whatever. Cause they talked about sharing, you know, sharing screenshots and videos eventually. So. Yeah, they're just looking to hop on existing social media platforms, which I think that doesn't Microsoft own Twitch now? I don't know. I thought that I you don't, could... don't know that for sure, but I, I think Microsoft might own Twitch. And so, well, they own, it'd be, yeah, I mean, they own it'd be Minecraft funny. Too. Yeah, right. And they do own Minecraft, but I do think it'd be funny if that was, you know, Nintendo still relied on a Microsoft technology to, yeah. to for part of its interface. Do do I know that for sure? I know Twitch did sell to someone, but I don't remember if it was Microsoft. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I think that I haven't tried I haven't tried the whole share thing on uh, on PlayStation Four yet, mostly because I have no space in my hard drive for the PlayStation Four, so I haven't really messed around on yeah. that stuff. But I think you can share to Twitch on there, right? Am I correct? Yeah, and that like was one record of the- stuff, and that was like a big selling point of the system. Before you realize yep. that you had to, you know, install games like 50 gigs. So you only, you know, so you don't have any space to really record anything on there. But I don't know. All right. Let me, let me correct myself what I said earlier. Microsoft does not own Twitch. Amazon owns Twitch. Oh, okay. So it's up for grabs then. So maybe, uh, you can get an Amazon app on your Switch and order some, uh, I don't know, pillows and stuff. <laughs> Three years to switch. Well, there's an Amazon Instant app on the Wii U already. You could watch shows on there. Which, oh, that's right. Which brings me to uh, another news point. Apparently, the Switch will not have any multimedia apps at launch, so there won't be any Amazon Instant or Hulu or Netflix and all that, which is kind of weird. I mean, that's I don't strange. Know. I guess I, I would. I imagine that that'll be, be added quickly, though. I guess, right? I mean, it's on everything. It's on 3DS. Like, you can watch Netflix on 3DS, which 
is really slow, and I wouldn't advise doing it, but you, you can do it. But it, it works yeah, okay. It works okay. I mean, but it's not. It doesn't. It's not HD. It doesn't look very good, and it takes a while to load. But, it's good for old shows. Like I've watched a lot of Next Generation on my 3DS. Cause, oh really? Yeah. yeah, I have because it's just like an old school CRT. It's made for old CRT, so it looks great on the oh, 3DS yeah. screen. What I, what I always wish they would have done. Well, for one thing, I wish they would have. You could have watched movies in 3D on the 3DS on Netflix. And another thing I wish you could do is that you could there are some you could do you see in 3D. I wish you could do the YouTube doubler on that, and you could watch two movies at the same time on your 3DS, like one on the top screen, one on the bottom <laughs> screen. I mean, that's that would be something that Netflix would have to like alter their programming to do that. But you said you can see some Netflix stuff in 3D. No, not Netflix. Oh, there's some there's some adult material you can find online that you can see in 3D on the 3DS. Is it? Yeah. What like websites? Yep. You just have to go to certain ones and change your settings. Oh, weird. You can look stuff in 3D. Oh. And it's, it's strange. I thought you it's could really only, I thought you could only film those yourself on, uh, <laughs> on the 3DS. Cause I know you can do that. Well, they don't, there's no, you can't do 3D video on the 3DS. Just pictures. I thought you like could. Yourself through the 3DS. Oh, I thought you could film 3D video stuff with the I don't camera. Think so. I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to try it. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. But needless to say, it would have been really nice to see some, like, some sort of, like, just general 3D support that maybe if, you know, an app supported that for, like, a 3D TV, that it would also work on the 3DS. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people actually use the Netflix on 3DS, though. I think that if there, maybe if there was a more demand for it, they might have done it, but I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't really know, like, anybody other than you that used it on there, but. <laughs> and I've only used than, it, like. Other than me, I just did it when I bought one just to try it out, but I only, you know, I never really used it again. There was a time when the screen on the 3DS was bigger than the phone I had, so. Oh, sure, yeah. So it just was like the compromise was there. And it, and it like, if you lay down in bed and kind of prop your head up on your pillow, it, it, it like, you angle the screen just the right way. It's like you got a TV on your chest. Oh yeah, well it's easier. Yeah, I see how it's a lot easier than a phone. You know, if you don't so have you a phone with a kickstand, yeah, uh-huh. you don't have to like hold it up or prop it against anything because it kind of has its own prop. So I yeah. understand that it has its own easel or whatever to put it on. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll get that eventually for the Switch. I'm sure we will. It's just maybe for whatever reason, maybe they didn't get a kit yet or they don't know how to do it. I've heard that the Switch will be able to use micro SD cards up to two terabytes. Which they haven't made yet, right? But right, those don't exist yet. But but they will. I mean, how high are they now? There's like one terabyte ones, right? That exist. I think it's up to five twelve gigabytes. Oh, I thought that was a terabyte one because I thought I saw a picture of it online. I don't think it's online. up to. T- I don't think it's up to a terabyte yet. I could be wrong. No, I thought I saw somebody showing that they were the one was coming out or it's on the way or it's already out. I don't know. But yeah, the, so I'm mean, I'm sure it'll come out eventually. Like the more we progress, the cheaper space gets. So. Shouldn't be too expensive to get a two terabyte eventually. I wish I could get one right off the looks right like, out the beginning. It does look like the five twelve is the biggest one you can get you can buy right now. It uh-huh. doesn't mean they don't exist technologically, but you can only purchase oh, sure. a, a five twelve. It might have be it might have been one that's like down the road. How much is that then? Like sixty bucks for like a five twelve gig? Yep. Yeah. Sounds about right. That's exactly how much it is. I mean that's that seems to be how much, you know, the higher ones normally are when they first come out. Apparently, arms you can use without swinging your arms around, which is great. So you won't have to call it a. This I stole this from IGN, but I liked how they called it harms <laughs> instead of harms instead of arms because because you're gonna knock a bunch of shit down. Yeah, you're, you're probably gonna punch each other. 
But uh, <laughs> actually, I'm, I'm kind of a little more excited about it knowing that I don't have to swing my arms around to play it because I'm really not in any way excited to play games where you swing your arms again. Like when we did that episode about uh, Mad World and Boom Blocks, like, mm-hmm. pl- like I love Mad World. Like I love the design of it. But playing that game again and like having to like swing my arm around so much, I'm like, man, this is annoying. <laughs> you know, because you have to like move your hand in circles like so much and like shake them and. I was like, I do not miss the waggle. It's like, man, I forgot how waggly games were back in the Wii. I mean, we had a lot of really good games on it, but it just sucks that everything had to waggle so much. At the beginning, it did have to waggle. Yeah, and everything waggled. And I guess <laughs> I'm hoping that I'm hoping that there's not that on this on the Switch. And I guess what they're trying. What's to the do- Switch's version of waggle going to be? The the ice cubes is every is every game going to have like at one point you have a glass of ice cubes you have to like pick up the ball game. Well, apparently there's a game on, there's a game on one two switch where you move the remote around and try to guess how many balls are in it. Seriously, this is a game that's on one two switch. Okay. It's a it's a ball guessing game, ball guessing and cow milking and sandwich eating. <laughs> Have you heard about the sandwich eating one? Where you put, oh yeah, I've seen. You put your mouth videos. in front of it and you just move your mouth and yeah. What's that game selling for? Fifty dollars, right? At least it's not sixty. It should be selling for like twenty, really. Did it go down to fifty? I heard it's fifty. I mean, that's what I heard last. Don't quote me on that. I could be wrong, but say the Bomberman. Bomberman's fifty. Yeah, that's too expensive too. Bomberman should be like twenty or even less than that. I don't know. I mean, I I'm not really a huge fan of Bomberman. I bought a Bomberman game for GameCube. I remember that, and it was like just because it had a story mode and there wasn't a whole lot to play on GameCube at the time. But I think I ended up selling it because it was just like it just wasn't for me. I don't know. I never really got into those games. They're really fun multiplayer. Yeah, games. I mean, I played I played Bomb Bomberman '64. Like, I had friends that were really into that, but I, it never really just really grabbed me. Like, I never was like, "Oh man, I need to get Bomberman." Right. I never. Really... I think it it works out best as a multiplayer game. So, like, of yeah. course, that's that's what the Switch is going after. Yeah, I mean, if it has online play, which it should couch it, couch it, co-op, couch multiplayer, that's yeah. what the Switch is all about. Yeah, there should be there should be some couch uh, online, <laughs> some some online where you can play people online. In case you can't, don't have friends that can come over, or you don't have a couch, you know, you never know. Well, we can link our switches together when we both have them. That's true. Apparently, they're adding some Neo Geo games on there as well, which I saw, which is cool. They, so, which was which uh, we're on uh, the Wii, so like some King of Fighters and stuff like that. Probably like Samurai Showdown and. So you think it'll be like Art of Fighting? I think there's a collection that's that's uh, going to come out in Japan. is what they said. So Rather I'm sure than like. Be Individual virtual console titles. Yeah, it sounded more like a more like a collection, but that's cool. I mean, I like Neo Geo games. That's a, that's a good thing to be on there. I mean, that's more more stuff to play. It's just what I need because, like I said before, I realize I'm getting Zelda for Wii U and a Switch, so I'll just be playing the Zelda, and the Switch will be it'll be there, you know, for me to get whatever game online, I guess, to buy some sort of virtual console thing or something. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. <laughs> maybe I'll, maybe I'll get one two switch, so I can just roll some virtual balls around on a on a controller. I don't know. As far as I know, that game does not have online multiplayer. One two switch. Because how would that work? How would that work? Uh, well, I mean, you know, it'd have to be like, don't lie to me, and uh, it would, uh, if you're if you can't tell how many balls are in there. You know, it just occurred to me that it's not a big deal at all, but we haven't really talked about. The Switch doesn't have a camera on it. Yeah, it's weird. I thought maybe one of those buttons on there was a camera, but it's the I mean, home button and the I guess, share button. 
in essence, it kind of does have a camera. The uh, sensor on the front of that remote is, yeah, again, it's sort of a camera. But uh, but is it? A, yeah, even the Wii U gamepad has a gosh darn uh, camera on it. Yeah, the Wii U gamepad, as which we'll get into in the topic. But uh, you could have, um, yeah, you could have like called your friends and talked over it. That was originally a selling point. Was that you can like internet do video chat, even though it never really worked, but it never never worked for me. You could do video chat and like call people and be like, "Hey, I'm talking through my controller." It is weird that there's not a camera on there. Maybe that would be a more expensive or something. I don't know. Maybe you can do something with the with the one wand and. There's a lot to show that I think Nintendo's trying to get the Switch out the gate as quick as they can. Like, oh, oh yeah, for sure. No, they definitely. It's are. coming out in March, and that and one way that's really good. I mean, that's smart because they won't be competing with as much. You know, as if they had tried to do it during the holiday season. Yeah. But uh supposedly they're releasing it at the rock bottom price that they can based yeah. on, you know, what they wanted to put in it. And and uh apparently according to the uh yeah. price of US dollar. <laughs> this is what I heard on another podcast. Them saying that our that the dollar amount has dropped and it originally would have been around two fifty, but now it's worth less. So the exchange rate is different due to our uh political climate. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. And, the, and the American the, dollar is kind and, of unstable right now. Yeah, no, and uh, and the Global possible economy. crash of the economy and all that. Yeah. Huh. So that's good. Oh, that's um. cool. <laughs> no, not really. Yeah. No, not really. No. No. Now I'm wondering, are they going to have to pay like a huge import tax to bring the switches into the states, based on the policy that that no import uh, <laughs> the no, no uh yeah no, nothing from other countries yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to pay somebody to throw them over that wall, like. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta hire like football players and stuff to be able to get those packages up over. <laughs> well, that's if it's coming from the south, from the south part of America. It could come from the east, you know, where that's true. From Japan, I mean, there's no wall. There's, trade. No, there's no wall in like New York or anything on the. I don't know. Not yet <laughs> on the east coast. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah, you know, when the whole place is walled in, and you have to you have to fly in there. Um, uh, the last thing on our Switch news list, which isn't even really news. It just, uh, Kasurai of, uh, PlayStation fame made a tweet. Um, I'm paraphrasing it, but he basically said, Nintendo's released a screenshot of the smartphone app for iOS that it, it'll be using. And it basically is just a picture of the keypad for the phone, for an iPhone. So, haha. That's kind of like what we said before too. It's like, uh, yeah, you can do voice chat and you'll use it as an app on your phone. And it's like, well, we already do that. What's, uh, what's the difference? Yeah, like Jess does that. Like she calls her brother and plays Mario Kart online off her phone. But it's like you're already doing that. I mean, phones phones don't charge minutes anymore, so it doesn't really matter. No, saying they're not saving you anything at all. <laughs> and even if your phone did, you could just install a Skype app or something. Use that through your phone. Yeah, I mean, we do the exact same thing. I and mean, we did that for like our first uh, our first however many episodes we did that through Skype through your phone. So uh, if you, added, I'm sure you caught it earlier, but there was a Fire Emblem Direct today. The last week, uh, you said uh, that you didn't think there would be any more directs. I know, man. I and was wrong. And then the wrong. week after, <laughs> and then the right, right I was there, wrong. it's like, hey, Fire Emblem. So, uh, which I figured was going to be. Well, there was actually a there was another like leak saying that uh, saying that it was going to be that one of the things was going to be Fire Emblem Fates for Switch, which I was like, oh, that sounds like a cool idea. Like if they put all three of them in one cartridge and you could buy it for like sixty, I'd be like, ah, I'd, I'd probably do that, you know. Play it on the TV, get to do all the different choices, like right off the bat. I was like, yeah, that'd be a fun thing. But no, that wasn't on there. But there was, but they did announce a new 3DS game right off the bat, which kind of surprised me. And it comes out on my birthday also, on May 19th. So happy birthday to me with the new Fire Emblem game. 
they announced two 3DS games. That's well, that's true. Yeah, they also they also threw a port on there of the Fire Emblem Warriors game <laughs> from the Switch. So exactly. maybe they're not as confident on it as, as you would think. Well, it's only for the new. That one's only for the new 3DS. You yeah. can play it on the original 3DS. It's for the new. It's for the new 3DS. Which they should have done with the last with the Hyrule Warriors is what I've heard. Yeah. It should not have been released on the original 3DS. Yeah, I was pretty sure that's why they said it. It's not on the original 3DS, but it does. <laughs> it does say new 3DS and new 3DS XL. They did put both of those on there, which could right be because we have new 3DS here now. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, there's both, but I thought it was funny that they put had to put both of those on there just to make sure of it. But yeah, they they uh, showed they showed a lot of the new Fire Emblem's cool. It's actually the 3DS one. It's actually a remake of the NES one of the second NES one, Fire Emblem Gaiden, which didn't come out here. I think. Well, none of them did until. So until I thought he said it was based off a Super Nintendo game from 1992. Uh, it's an NES game. They showed they showed footage of it in the direct. Okay. It's a straight, right. it's a straight up uh, NES game. It might have had, it, I mean, it might have came out in 92, but maybe there's, maybe there's a port on the Super Nintendo. But it looks like, it looks 100% NES. If that's on Super Nintendo, then man, they suck at developing games. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it looked, it looked like very primitive. I mean, I've played, I've played the original Fire Emblem on NES on that like Nintendo disc that we had for Dreamcast that had like all the NES games on it. I played a translated version of the first Fire Emblem on NES and it looked just like that game. The one that they showed, so I figured it was NES, and it looked and it looked like an NES box. But yeah, it was a Fire Emblem Gaiden. Apparently, they're doing they're doing a remake of that, and uh, it has some like 3D dungeon stuff in it, which is pretty cool. I was uh, I was pumped about that. Yeah, 3D dungeons and free roaming. So there's actually a part where you can like run around and then you run into guys and then go into like a battle from there. So that looks that looks interesting. There's also like two new amiibo announced. For uh, Alm and Cecilia, the 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 two main characters of it, kind of remind me a little bit of Xenoblade One because they're talking about these two gods that have been like fighting for generations and all that, like kind of like Xenoblade, where they have the two different gods and they like live on them and they're fighting each other. I mean, they're not actually living on them, but, but yeah, it's called the uh, Fire Emblem Echo Shadows of Valencia. That's the Gaiden one you're saying. Yeah, that's the Gaiden one. So yeah, you're right. It was it came out on the Famicom. Yeah. But it did come out in 1992, so yeah. it was after the Super Famicom came out, but it was still released on the original Famicom. Yeah, because I don't think the Super Famicom was out by 92, right? Yeah, it was. Oh, oh, yeah, it was. Because oh, okay. we got the Super Nintendo in 91, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. So the, fam- the Super Famicom came out in Japan in 1990. Yeah, I always, uh, I always forget the time the Super Nintendo So came. this was two years into the life of the Super Famicom that this game came out for the original one. And it was the last Fire Emblem game made for the for Famicom. Or for Famicom, right. sure. I'm surprised that none of those games were on the Famicom Mini. That they didn't put any Fire Emblem games on there. I didn't even think about that when we were talking about it, but isn't that kind of weird? That, that is weird. That none of those made the Famicom Mini, like, straight from Nintendo themselves? I figured they would put, like, the original one on there or something. It seems like they just wanted to put one RPG, like, across the board for all the territories. Oh, just Final Fantasy three. But it's not just some really, kind of Final Fantasy game, yeah. Yeah, but it's not really. An some R- kind of, I mean, it's not really an RPG; it's a strategy game. But maybe the I don't know. Maybe it's not as popular. I don't know. It's weird because it's a Nintendo property. I mean, they put like Donkey Kong on there, and like you know, they put like Mario Brothers and Ice Climbers and stuff like that. Can they just remove one of those and put Fire Emblem on there? 
It's weird. It's a weird choice. I would have loved to have Fire Emblem, but yeah, it wouldn't have. Well, obviously, we wouldn't have gotten it. We wouldn't have gotten it, but we could have got a we could have got a port one of it. Fan translation. Yeah, <laughs> sure. But that's what we played on those. Uh, like you were saying, that's oh, the Dreamcast disc. The, yeah, it was yeah. a fan translation one. They've um, existed for so fucking long, and we still. Well, we're getting a remake. Now so. we're finally getting a remake, yeah. I hope it's better than Shadow Dragon, because Shadow Dragon was not. I really didn't like the art style of it, like the one that ended up coming out for DS that was a remake of the first one. I don't know if you played that. It had, like, uh, the the way the fighting was, it, like, the characters kind of were, like, sort of 3D. They sort of looked like the guys in Tony Hawk, where they have, like, no faces. They sort of look like pinhead monsters, you know? I wasn't really into that, into that game. But most most important off of the Direct was... uh. The announcement of the mobile game, Fire Emblem that Heroes. That is what I am the most stoked about. Yeah, which comes out February second, so it's like right around the corner. Um, you can get you can get points on Nintendo's uh, on on your on your Nintendo account if you go to whatever that website was, which I forgot what it was, but um, you can go there and vote for your char- favorite character, I guess, in there, and you get points for voting, and you also get points for registering your Nintendo account to that. Oh. There, to transferring it or whatever. So you can get uh, points, like platinum coins or whatever, already. So through. if you're planning on getting this game, you might want to hop on that now, right? Yeah, yeah, go to the website and you'll get some extra points for for uh, linking your, yeah, well, for linking your account, linking your Nintendo account and voting on your two favorite characters, email and mail, from past Fire Emblem games. I, I mean, I'll probably get the game, but I really, I really do not like the art style at all on it. I wish they would have gone with more of the way the games look. And not like these little chibi characters with like big heads. And yeah. They look, they made it look like kind of a, made it look super kitty. And our Fire Emblem are not really kid games, I didn't think. I thought they were pretty intense stories and they're written well. And I, I don't know. Did I, you ever see, did you ever see like the, what Final Fantasy VI looked like when they ported it to mobile? No. Like it kind of had that. I heard it wasn't good, the port of Final Fantasy VI on mobile. Right. They did like, they did it. Art, they like redid all the art to make it look different, and like just that that aesthetic of it made it like less appealing. Yeah. I, I'm seeing that what you're talking about here, like oh sure, just give us some something pixelated, you know, like make it like high res pixel pixelated or whatever, you know, it can still look really good, but uh, make it look like it's an old game. Well, make it look like I mean, I was hoping that they'd make it look like the fire or the Game Boy Advance fire albums. Like those, like what pulled me in originally from that first Fire Emblem game on Game Boy Advance was like, was how good the animations looked and like how great the battles looked on it. I really wish they would have pulled from that, you know? Whereas like this one, it's, uh, it's just, I don't know, I'm not really into it. I don't like the way the battles look. I don't like the way the characters look. It looks very, it looks weird. It looks cheap almost. It doesn't feel like a Nintendo style game. I don't know. I'll, I'll probably, I'll still get it. I mean, I'm sure it's fun, but. It's weird. And I guess they're adding a... But it's made by Intelligent Systems, so, like, is Nintendo directly affiliated with it? Like, Yeah. Well, yeah, well, Intelligent Systems... Or is this going to be like the Pokemon where, like, you know, everyone thinks it's Nintendo, but really, like, someone else is getting most of the money? Well, I mean, Intelligent Systems, they make all of the Fire Emblem games. They also make the Paper Mario games. That's right. But, uh, But they're, I mean, they're, like, you know, second party. They're, like, owned by the company and all that. So, I mean, that's, that's good. I don't think there's not... It's not, like, Niantic or whatever involved in it there, there was no no price they didn't announce a price yet for it not niantic but that other company is involved right the original one they announced when they originally announced the mobile games oh yeah i forget what they're called isn't like m no it's not m2 that's a different thing 
they had a weird name. I, I, I forgot. I forgot what it was, the ones that they merged with. But, uh, yeah, there's a mode in there where you can use orbs to try to summon characters from previous games. And uh, there's probably a chance that you're going to have to pay for some of those orbs, I'm sure. And that's where there'll be the in-app purchases and whatnot. Which sucks, because I would wanted it to be more like Super Mario Run, where once you pay one thing for it, you don't have to pay any more to buy more stuff. So, But I guess that'll, you know, we'll find out later on that. So... With the the new characters in Fire Emblem, you have to, yeah, you have to pay. Well, you can earn like the what do you call them, orbs? Yeah, orbs. But you, I mean, we don't necessarily know that you'll have to pay for them yet. Because I figured they. But would if do you it. want, but if you want to get the rare characters, like sometimes they'll announce. Like, I was reading the story about uh, a game that was released in Japan like late last fall, or like over the winter actually, and a guy was streaming his like what he was doing, but he ended up spending like several thousand dollars trying to get this character because they doubled the likelihood of getting this rare character during like the sale or whatever they were having. Sure. But what the guy really wanted that character. So he just like spent a whole bunch of money on these random chances to get that character. But uh, eventually he got them, but it took a couple thousand dollars. What, What game was it though? Like what was it for that he was playing? It was a mobile game. Yeah, but you, you don't know what you don't know what game offhand it was that he was using. No. I read the I read the article earlier and I, I did not write it down. I'm sure. But that but I'm just saying that doesn't sound like a Nintendo thing that they would do for the mobile because unless they're changing their style after what they do with Super Mario Run. Super Mario Run was like you pay ten dollars for this and you have everything on here. Do you think they're going to go away from that for Fire Emblem and make it different where you have to have in-app purchases? I think so, and it's called it's called gotcha is the Japanese term. Yeah, I don't just, know if I'm saying it correctly. But. It just doesn't it just doesn't seem doesn't seem like something they would do. Make we'll it see. Pay extra. I mean, if, if I think I think that it'll be optional to have the rare characters. You know, you won't need them to complete quests or whatever. But the completionists will want to have like the best stuff. And in order to get the best stuff, you're gonna have to spend money. That's my that's what I think. Well, in the direct though, they did not mention anything about spending money on orbs. So. That'll be have to have to be something they'll have to announce before it comes out, which is a couple day a couple weeks away, and uh, you know we'll we'll fill you in for sure once we get it. But I'm just hoping that that's not something you have to do. You have to pay yeah, I think it's for more good. orbs. I mean, because you can still pay real money in uh, you know Pokemon Go. No one does, but you can. Yeah. So I think it's going to be the you, same. But you I can think, and I you think, can in Mario Run though is what I'm saying. No, no Mario Run. I expect this to go back to what more of a Pokemon Go style. Yeah, I don't know. I I think the other way around because Pokemon Go wasn't fully Nintendo. That was uh, Pokemon Company and Niantic. Whereas Nintendo, I think, is going to charge. Well, I guess they didn't charge for Mitomo, but that's not really a game. But I think they're going to charge for Fire Emblem for sure. But I don't know. We'll we'll see. Hopefully, they'll let us know more about it as it comes closer to the launch. Um, they also announced, uh, kind of randomly announced, that there'll be a Fire Emblem Switch game. They didn't say what it was. They're just like, hey, we're making a Fire Emblem game for this. Hooray! They're like, we haven't had a console. Fire Emblem game since the Wii, since uh, Path of Radiance or Radiant Dawn. I, I, I get those two confused, but um, they're like, we haven't done one since then, and we're doing another one, and you can take it on the go, too. Hooray. And they also showed they showed some footage of Fire Emblem Warriors, which doesn't, which is like, I was watching, like, this video of Marth or whoever just, the, you know, slaughtering, like, hundreds of people, and I'm like, this is, like, so, this is, like, so the complete opposite of what Fire Emblem is. Like, they kind of... At least, like, the Hyrule Warriors one kind of, kind of, like, uh, encompassed a little bit what Zelda was. This one's just, like, you know, cause, like, 
you know, Link, you do go around and hit people with your sword, multiple characters sometimes, you know. But Fire Emblem, everything's like slowly paced and it's like one on one and you're not slaughtering. It's not like you versus a whole bunch of people. It's like you and other people. I don't know. It seemed like more removed from the regular series to me. But hey, if you like those games, then why so not? <laughs> most likely they'll have the uh, the trifecta of like what's what beats what with the weapons. That's probably going to be included somehow in, in the, the Warriors combat. game. Yeah, I'm wondering how they're going to do that too, because like without it being annoying as fuck, like you have to keep switching weapons as you like. Or switch characters, maybe, I guess. You, you got to do that in the Hyrule Warriors game on 3DS. That was an added thing. So maybe they Oh, were... you could switch characters mid-battle? Yeah. That was added in the new 3DS one. So maybe they'll, maybe they'll let you do that in this one. I mean, that would make sense for a thing that they're gonna do. But weirdly, uh, yeah, we mentioned it before. Weird, weirdly, they said that it was gonna come out for 3DS too. So, for the Hyrule Warriors one. But they showed actual footage. They showed a little bit of footage. They're like, oh, here, here's the full trailer from the presentation. That we only showed you part of. That, I felt that was a weird, kind of a weird thing to like hold part of it and show it later. But whatever. I think that's pretty much what we saw from the Fire Emblem Direct. It was only 20 minutes long, not quite as extensive as the presentation. But I was happy to see that there's a new 3DS game coming out. That game looks cool. So I still have to beat. I, I promised myself that I wouldn't buy another Fire Emblem game until I beat any of the Fire Emblem games, and then I end up buying Fates for on the cheap for uh, Black Friday. So I did buy another one. I haven't even played that one yet. But uh, so I don't know. I'll have to break down, break myself down and try to beat one of those. The closest one I'm at to beating is like Fire Emblem on Game Boy Advance. I think I'm on the last level or the second to last level. But those games are so hard. Like it takes forever to beat like one part. So I don't know. And I'm afraid that I'm not fully like outfitted correctly for it. But we'll see. Is there anything else you want to say about the director? Do you want to take a quick break before we get into our Wii U stuff? Well, I just wanted to say, like, uh, I figured out the company. It's D-E-N-A is the company that yeah, Nintendo's working with. Yeah, D-N-A. Like, I remember it, it's yeah, it's spelled weird, but it's like a real thing D, in life. Big D, yeah. little E, big N, big A. Yeah. But uh, like, they, they like, were, yeah. like, the gotcha, like, whole system, they were, like, one of the biggest players in that. And they're oh, the ones sure. that co-developed uh, Fire Emblem with Nintendo. Oh, okay. That's so, why you think. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, that's what I had read earlier. I didn't. I still didn't find the specific uh, article I was spe- speaking about, but sure. But it's something that's been a big deal in Japan, and we haven't really experienced here, like on such a big level, like in-app purchases. But yeah, this more addictive, like almost like people like getting addicted to it, like you do with like video poker or something. Oh sure, no, I understand. Well, yeah, the whole collecting part of it. Like I, I don't know anything about collecting. I'm, I'm kidding. But we'll that's see bad. how the yeah how the international <laughs> audience responds to that sort of thing. Yeah, like, for sure. If it if it applies here. But yeah, let's take a quick break and uh, move on. All right, we'll be right back. is on the horizon. Oh, I guess for a while it has been that the Wii U's kind of on its way out. It's swan song. I mean, aside from Legend of Zelda being a Paper Mario Color Splash, I guess, from Nintendo. But now that it's kind of on its way out, I thought we'd look back to it and see, you know, what it what it brought and, and all that. And especially, I wanted to look back to it, especially because 
the launch lineup for the Wii U was so much more robust than what we're getting for the Switch. We're getting like a what five confirmed games as of right now on day one, and I think the Wii U had like almost thirty probably in the in the high twenties, and they had like probably five third party stuff that were that were ports from current systems, which is something that I haven't seen at all from the Switch yet. So that's kind of kind of why I was thinking about it because people were being like, "Oh no, this will do way better than the Wii U." But I was like, "But there was a lot more excitement for the Wii U when the Wii U came out, like in 2012." So I don't know. Seems seems a lot different. I mean, I mean, part like for party wise, like for company wise. I mean, the way they announced it, a lot of people were confused about it. But which I guess you could say was one of the wrong ways to go at it. But I think this is going to be like, yeah, this is going to be interesting to look at it from the pros and cons standpoint of. Uh... How a lot of people, and myself included sometimes, are kind of like already saying the Switch is better than the Wii U, but we really don't know that yet. We can't really just assume that to be the case. Even though we want to, we really want to because we've already paid for it. Yeah. Specifically well, yeah. us. But, uh, but it, it's going to be interesting to look back and see not just where the Wii U was good and where it might have failed, but like how much of it's carrying over, how much like they've committed to like keeping present in this next generation. I mean, I was, I mean, I was actually really excited for the Wii U when it came around because basically what happened with the Wii and it's kind of what I'm seeing is sort of happening with the Switch too, is that it's this super gimmicky. Well, I mean, I guess the Switch isn't as gimmicky as the Wii was, but a gimmicky uh, system. It's pretty damn gimmicky, man. It is, it is, but let's be honest. It is, but you don't have to play it with motion. Whereas like for the Wii, you had to buy a classic controller if you wanted to play it with the standard four buttons and, and two and two triggers and all that. You can actually do that if you put them on that fucking puppy dog thing that it comes with it. So it is possible for you to, right out of the gate, have a regular controller in there, whereas in the Wii, you didn't. The Wii, you had the Wii mode in the non-track. That's true. And that's what came with it. That's what I'm saying is different. But yeah, one, two, switch looks super gimmicky. Arms looks gimmicky. That's And it's obviously underpowered, right? I mean, it's got to be. There's no, like, there's no, there was no showing of any game that's out right now for current generation. I mean, Skyrim, but that's, like, 10 years old, and it came out on another system. I mean, no, it's not 10 years old, but, you know, you know what I mean. It's like there's not... We also... They should have said it was the updated version or whatever if it was the updated version. At this point, we pretty much know the dock can't have any kind of extra processing in it because you can buy another one, you know, like for like 90 bucks, which is expensive as fuck, but is it boosting like the, the uh, power of the Wii U or uh, the Wii U of the switch? (laughs) No, all it's doing is it's supplying power and maybe cooling, maybe not cooling. I don't know. That allows it to overclock. Yeah. I thought it was an extra fan, I guess is what I read. And we, we reported on it a couple weeks ago, I guess. It was yeah. before before the presentation. It was like either the episode before or the one after. Yeah, what well, was rumored, but yeah. So the dock is not supplying extra power. So it's a mobile console. It's a tablet. You know, it's a, it's a gaming tablet, and I just don't think that it can be on par with PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah. Well, I was hoping that I don't know. I was hoping they would that they would strive for that because I felt like that was the main problem with the Wii U. I mean, aside from it being, like, advertised weirdly, I mean, the Wii U, number one, is an awful name. When I first heard Wii U, I was like, is that, like, where you go to school to make Nintendo games or where you go to school to make Wii games? You know, like, Wii University? That's what I mm-hmm. thought when I saw it. I was like, what's that? And I was always like, why didn't you just call it Wii 2 or why didn't you just call it Wii HD or, like, why didn't you, like, differentiate it enough so people knew 
So people who had bought the Wii would want to buy the new Wii, you know, even though it was different. Yeah. Because the Wii U, I felt like, was Nintendo trying to win back their hardcore fans that they lost from the Wii being so casual, you know, and like so many games were kind of weren't really hitting them for what they wanted is what I felt like the Wii was tri- it was like, we're going into HD. We're going to try to be hardcore. Like we don't got any waggle shit, you know, well, we sort of will for some games, but you know, they're trying to be like, Oh, we're going in here. But then at the same time, it was the wrong move to like release it at the same level of those consoles that were there. You know, it was released on PS3 and 360. We're still, you know, we're still being used but right before the PS4 and the Xbox One came out. So it was like, it was pretty quickly overlapped, but I expected the Switch would be more along those lines. But now that it's such a weird hybrid with motion controls and all that. Do you remember way back in the Wii, like day, like when it was being announced and stuff, Reggie was talking about the blue ocean strategy? Yeah. Yeah, where he's, uh, where he's like, well, he, yeah, he said that, uh, graphics aren't important and we're going in this other way. We're going to try to catch these other people, which they did, I guess. For the Wii, but they also left the people, the hardcore people that were there kind of in the dust, I felt. Right, so basically what you're doing is you're, like, taking, I mean, I had it pulled up here on my phone. You're basically, you're taking, you're just taking over a part of the market that no one else has, and then you have no competition. So that was the idea with the whole motion controls and stuff in the Wii, to, like, get a hold of, like, a market of gamers that didn't know they were gamers. Oh, grandmas, right? (laughs) <laughs> right, grandmas, and grandmas stuff. and babies. But I, think, no. <laughs> yeah. I think they're still like doing this blue ocean strategy thing, and it's been happening oh, with no. every third, third console in a row that that's what they're. Well, not counting mobile. Yeah, no, no, they are, they are for sure. It's just a weird, it's a weird move for me. I mean, it seems like a weird move because, like I said, a lot of people were disappointed by the Wii, like in the end there. And then they're like, "Oh no, we're gonna make, we're gonna make HD games. We're gonna make more hardcore games." Like Miyamoto himself even said with the Wii U, that he was not going to make any more casual games. He straight up said that. He's like, we're going to focus on the hardcore, we're going to go for, like, regular games, no more mini games and stuff like that, you know, aside from, like, WarioWare and Mario Party. But he did straight up say that, and now it's kind of like they're going full circle back to the mini games and the weird shit. But the Wii U, like, right off the bat, like, with this, I was just looking at some of the launch The Wii U was supposed to be for the hardcore gamer, like... No, that's what I said. It was for them to try to win back the people that they lost from the Wii. But just look at some of the launch titles that they had, like of stuff that was already out. Like, well, they had Assassin's Creed 3, like that wasn't that old when it came out. And it was launched uh, November 18th, 2012, right? It was a year after uh, Skyward Sword came out, which I think was the last Nintendo game for Wii. But there was a, there were a couple games that released that same year for Wii. And I think there was a, uh, there was a Just Dance that was released like in 2015. It was like the very final Wii U game, like, or Wii game after all of that. But right off the bat, they had uh, Assassin's Creed 3, Batman Arkham City. That was an old one, the Armored, the Armored Edition. But uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 2, like I remember that was a new one. Uh, Darksiders 2, they had a FIFA game, and it's Just Dance. I mean, there, there's a Madden, Madden game right off the bat, Mass Effect 3. I'm just I'm just kind of skipping through. Uh, NBA, NBA 2K, 2K13, Ninja Gaiden 3, New Super Mario Bros. U, like that was a big one. Nintendo Land. Uh, Scribblenauts Unlimited, Rabbids Land. I don't even remember that game. <laughs> Sonic and All Stars Tr- Racing Transform. That was another current gen game that was put on there. Tekken Tag Tournament Two. That was current gen, and they added Nintendo stuff to it. Another kind of sell of the system. They did uh, Transformers Prime. That was current gen, and uh, Zombie U was the was the Ubisoft game that they did exclusively for it. That was supposed to look like current gen and all that, which I ended up getting for six bucks later at a Best Buy sale. 
which wasn't that bad. But but I mean, just from that, like uh, there's there's already more stuff in there, and I, and I only and I mostly read the ones that were third party stuff that was out already. There's some other weird, bizarre ones in there, but you know, just looking at that, that seems like a stronger launch than Switch. I mean, people are saying Switch is the stronger one because it has Zelda, but if you if you look aside from that, it's like where are the where are really the third party games on there. You know, if you compare the both of them, I think. Wii U had a stronger start at the beginning, right out the gate, you know? I mean, I know they had at least two Assassin's Creed games on there. There was also, there was a Need for Speed game too, but I think that must have came out later. It was a port. There's a Need Need for Speed U. But, yeah, I mean, it was pretty strong out the gate. It was, um, you know, it was, yeah, it was the, the system to win back the hardcore gamers. And there were some good releases that came out of that. Splatoon was a new IP for the system. That was good. I mean, I probably own, I didn't count how many games I have, but I'm sure I have like close to 30 games for Wii U, maybe more. But, uh. Like, like actual Wii U games, like, like not virtual console and all like, that. Yeah, like discs is what I mean. I have a ton. Okay. I don't even, I don't know how many virtual console stuff I have. But it was interesting that they brought, I mean, they did some new stuff for virtual console. They brought over Game Boy Advance on there. They started doing DS games. They added Wii to virtual console as well, which is cool. That was new. And it really bumped me that the Switch, can't do the DS stuff because I really like the whole dual screen thing. You know, there's like we can have DS games on there, and I really wanted them to find a way to do like to play 3DS games on there too. Right, and, so that you could just yeah put your 3DS cartridge into the Switch. Yeah, well, like I said before, the Game Boy Player, Super Game Boy, it's like always my favorite thing. Like playing, being able to play portable stuff on the TV, which I guess you sort of can with Switch. But when I first heard of the idea of the whole console portable hybrid thing of the switch i was thinking oh man they should make it backwards compatible with 3ds and you can like all of a sudden play all your 3ds games on the tv that'd be so cool but no that didn't that didn't happen that, that would have really made my day though because then you would have had like 100 games like right out of the gate but uh you did um i mean it took me i think i waited like i must i think i waited like a year before i got the wii u i definitely didn't get it right off the bat I don't know. I knew of a couple people that did, like my sister did, and a friend, of, another friend of mine who's a big Nintendo guy. He bought it like right on day one. They both did to play Super Mario U. What was it? Uh, you got yours later too, right? What What was the game that like made you say like, okay, I had, I gotta have a Switch now, or Switch? I gotta have a Wii U now. We, we keep we keep messing up on the names. When, when well, I knew yours. I wanted it for the newest Mario game because uh, for you or 3D World, 3D World because you could be a cat. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> It really was what sold me on the Wii U. Surprisingly, was the uh, well, maybe not surprisingly, but was the uh, Game Boy Advance Virtual Console because that's like as we spoke about, that's one of my favorite consoles, and uh, I was really excited to have that on the gamepad. Which, you know, looking back now, I mean, that's one of my favorite parts of the Wii U. Like the reason I bought it, a big a big reason why I bought it was to play Game Boy Advance games on that big old gamepad. Yeah, well, on, on the TV too. And on the TV, yeah, and they look great on the TV. A very, a very limited version of the Game Boy Player, but you know, they, there were some like a, there were some interesting games on there, like uh, Konami Crazy Racers, like we mentioned before. That's a great game. I just, I really like that they went to DS too. Like that's really cool. And starting to, and doing the Wii Virtual Console stuff was really cool as well. Yeah, they they went Virtual Console bananas. Eventually. You know. Remember when it, it took a really long time for them to start doing 64 games on there? You remember that, right? Yeah, I, I mean, mean... Yeah. And I remember they did... It was very uh, recently that, that that started, like in the last like two years. Well, it was in a, it was in a direct, and uh, I remember they did it in a direct, and they released... 
Mario 64 like right then and you could get it for like half off. I think like right out the bat. They did that with the Wii games too where they released They did. They released uh Punch-Out. They did Punch-Out Metroid Prime Trilogy, which was huge because that was a really hard hard game to get if you haven't gotten it before. And Super Mario Galaxy 2. They released them all for $10 like right off the bat for like the first week or something or maybe 2 weeks and then they I went up, then it went up to 20. Though. Yeah, I bought two out of three of them also. You, uh, which, you, which one did you not get? I didn't get Punch Out. Yeah, I, I didn't get, uh, Metroid Prime Trilogy. Cause I already had the metal box copy of it for Wii. But it's, I mean, it was a good deal. I guess I could rebuy it and, and play it, but I, I already had it and I already played through this. But yeah, I mean, I was really excited about that. Cause I had actually, I had sold my Mario Galaxy 2 at one point due to financial situations or whatever. And I think I sold, I had a copy of Punch Out that a roommate left and I traded that in for something. So I didn't have either of those. I had sold both those games, and I was happy to be able to get them back. And all my memory had had been transferred from one system to another. So when I booted it up, like, I still had all the shit from Mario Galaxy 2 and, and Punch-Out on there. So my games were still there, so I could just, like, you know, go and play that super hard level from Mario Galaxy 2 that I could never beat, the very the very last one. But it was cool that yeah, it was that, transferred over that like that. Yeah, that me, too. It was exciting. Yeah. You remember the transfer of the Wii U, right, with the little Pikmin that would pick up the stuff and, like, carry it? On the TV, and you like did it over the Wi-Fi. Well, I did it over the Wi-Fi between the Wii and the Wii U. That was an interesting experience trying to do that. That was a whole night. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it took a while. Well, depending on how much Wii stuff you had. Yeah, and then you had to go through the. And if you went once you went into Wii mode, you had to go through and re-download all of your Virtual Console stuff. Like if you wanted to have them on there in Wii mode, which actually for me that ended up fucking my system over because when I did the transfer. My Wii mode like kept like freezing and saying that my files are corrupted. Like after I transferred it from the Wii to the Wii U, I kind of wish I would have kept everything on the Wii, especially, you know, as you've heard people talk about, just like how much better it plays because of the definition and the emulation and all that of the of the uh, Virtual Console stuff. Of the Virtual Console, yeah. And when the Wii U came out, I expected that all of the Virtual Console stuff from the Wii was going to be there of. And, you know, be available, and it was just going to transfer over. Stupid me. Like, why did I think that that would happen? It's I should have figured it's going to be the trickle. It's always been that with Nintendo. They just trickle everything out, like, slowly, and then you buy Mario 3 for the 10th time or whatever, and it's, yeah, it sucks. But the games that made me want to get it, I remember there was Lego City Undercover I was really excited for when that came out, and Pikmin 3, like, definitely was like when it was like, oh, shit, I got to get this. And definitely Mario 3D World was the one that, like, put the hammer down, where I was like, okay, I got to go get it now. And I went out and bought it. I bought the um, Super Mario Brothers U version that came with the Luigi U on it as a bundle. And it was the 32-gig version, and it came with, like, a $50 gift card, and I bought 3D World with it. So it, was, it wasn't bad. It was like a Black Friday deal or whatever that went on past Black Friday. Did you get Mario Kart, or you got a discount on Mario Kart or something? Or I bought Mario Kart. When they were giving out free games, so I got Pikmin three for free with Mario Kart, which was awesome. Okay, that's what yeah. that's what you did. Yeah, because I didn't. I ended up. Um, yeah, because they were doing a deal where like you could get these different games for free, and I ended up getting Pikmin three for free, which is a really good game. I know you have that game. I hope that's on your list of games to finish because that's something you should definitely play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Make sure make sure you play that game. It's a great game. But yeah, I remember there was a weird thing that uh, when it was announced, like the whole idea. Like, there were two different versions. There was an 8-gig version, and there was a 32-gig version. 8-gig version, man. That's just yeah. ludicrous right now. You couldn't even... I mean, you could maybe put, like, one... You could maybe put, like, one game for Wii U on there, off the online, if you bought it. Because this was... I guess this was also the time 
I mean, they started doing this with 3DS, but in Wii U, this was a time where they would release everything they released physically, they released digitally also, which is a really cool advancement for Nintendo. But they, unle- but then they, at the same time, they release a system that can only hold like maybe one of those games, <laughs> you know, for the eight gig mm-hmm. one. But I didn't think about this then, but it was kind of like, uh, you know, external hard drives were cheap enough that you could kind of go with the eight gig one and just buy like a 500 gig one or like a terabyte one or something like that. Probably for not that much. Cause like I have a, I have a terabyte drive that I bought for like 50 bucks that I used for my Wii U, you know, so I'd never run out of space and. That's not that bad. Like, if you would have gone for the cheaper version, and with that, then it probably went about, yeah. it would have been about the same price as the as the 32 gig one, and you'd end up with a lot more space in the end, you know? And they had those little... I've seen, I've seen a lot of confusion on the internet, like, about what hard drives work and stuff, which, obviously, you didn't have a hard time with it, but I remember looking it up around the time I bought my Wii U and couldn't find a very good, like, source of, like, what's the best way to handle my extra memory. Oh, sure. Yeah, the first thing I went for was that little USB thing that you just plugged right in there and it had like, I bought like a 64 gig one, which was already like tripling my memory <laughs> from 32 to 64. And then 128 and I filled that, well I filled the 64 and then 128 and I filled the 128. And then I went to like a small hard drive that I just kind of bungeed to the system for, you know, for one terabyte, which I'm nowhere near fully filling. But yeah, I like the idea of uh, the online games and all that. It was kind of weird that the Wii U didn't have an Ethernet plug on it. I mean, I guess you can use, like, I'm using a USB adapter for it, for the Wii with that, which works for both of them, but still it's a strange thing for it not having it. And the Oh, so you, so you can put one on, you just have to use a USB adapter? Yeah, you can buy a USB adapter for cheap. I bought one for, like, five bucks from, like, Micro Center. And, uh, yeah, you can put it in, you can plug it into the USB and use an Ethernet adapter like that. I don't know how well it actually works, but I did it because my... Wi-Fi was being weird, so I just like hardwired it in to play online stuff. But but yeah, the, I mean the Wii U had some. Uh, it was I think another game that made got me really excited about the Wii U, even though I already had one, was uh, the Wind Waker HD game. Like when yeah. that came out, when they did the whole thing with like they had the Wii U with the gamepad with the Zelda gamepad, and you could get the Ganondorf toy and all that. I was really pumped. I, I really wanted to get that. I was like, oh man, that looks so cool. It's like I already played Wind Waker, but. I like that they're doing HD re-releases of GameCube games, and I thought there was going to be some more after that, but that was the only one we really got, I guess. Well, Twilight Princess, we got that also. Just on my yeah, list and then of games to beat. Technically, Metroid Prime Collection was a was a Wii game, but it had GameCube games on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was a re-release. I mean, or collection, I guess, which it was a really cool idea, and releasing it for $10, like, that was a steal, because that was selling for what, like, 70 bucks at least probably used online at the yeah. time. Like there were some things that were at least like I got a, I know I got that Kirby game that was on there for the Wii that's probably selling for 60 online at least. And uh, yeah, there were some stuff that were priced okay. There's some things that are a little weird like Rhythm Heaven Fever, which is an awesome game. You can buy it for like five, ten dollars selling for twenty dollars on, uh, on the hard drive. Right. Same with like Super Paper Mario. You can get that for less. But out of convenience, you could get it online. But, I, I, yeah, I liked all that stuff. Towards the end there, you know, as we've been talking about, there were a lot of releases. Is, is there any big release tomorrow that you heard about, For speaking of that, for Virtual Console for the Wii U? No, actually, I did not research that. Uh, Maybe nobody cares anymore since the Switch is around. But <laughs> but the, I, mean, I think they're still going to, like, verse Virtual Console the fuck out of it towards the end. I mean, why not? You know, they've been, they've been doing it every week, and it's been great. Yeah, they've got to. I mean... It's they gotta do, gotta do something leading up to that Zelda game, which I did. At which at last, 
Last week I said I I uh, pre-ordered it from Best Buy, and apparently I oh, did. Oh shit! Apparently I didn't, but then it came back. It was like they didn't charge me, but then they did charge me, so I guess I did get the Wii U Zelda. What'd you find? Oh, I found out what's coming out tomorrow. Sorry. That's cool. What is it? Uh, something people have been asking for. Uh, Star Fox 64. Yeah. That's a badass game. Uh, I could, uh, yeah. I never, I never bought Star Fox 64 as, um, on the virtual console for the, for the Wii, just because I played the shit out of that game so much on the 64. That by the time it came out again, I'm like, I do not want to, I did not want to go through all that shit again. Like going and getting all the medals and getting all the extras and collecting all the unlockable stuff. I was just like, I played that game way too much. But then I later, I, I bought it for, ended up buying it for 3DS later. I have the 3DS version of it. So I don't know if I'll, I don't think I'll get the version for Wii U, but that's a hard game, but it's an awesome game. Like that's still my favorite Star Fox. And, you know, so, somehow, believe it or not, Zero didn't beat it <laughs> when it came out last year. Unfortunately, believe it or not, but yeah, that should be on your list of games to beat. Is a zero, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's on there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I think I mean it's 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 weird that the Wii U was like such a what like sold sold so little because like I was you know I was on the argument about the Wii U, and I still am that I think that the Wii U has more like great games than most systems. You know, I mean PS4 and Xbox One are still kind of finding their footing, but there's not really a whole lot in my opinion, of, like, AAA games, or at least games that I want to play, you know. Whereas, like, the Wii U had, like, Mario 3D World, and Mario Kart 8, and, like, Splatoon, Mario Maker, Xenoblade, like, had all these really, really good games in there. You know, where it's, like, totally worth it. Like, anybody anybody who's planning on selling their Wii U, like, don't. Don't sell it. Don't trade it in. Like, fucking keep it. Or even, keep if, that shit. even if you want to get, like, you know, you might be able to get the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild cheaper. I'm sure a lot of people are trying to sell their Wii U. So you could probably find one on Amazon for a hundred. Totally do that. Get like a hundred. Get the Zelda for for sixty. You got one sixty right there. That's almost like half the price of the Switch. Just get those. Play those. You can buy the buy the older games from cheaper. You can play play all of those. You know, just just do it, man. Do it. Buy it. Buy it later. With there's a ton of games on there. Go for it. So you're saying people should be late adopters to the Switch? No. Well, I'm saying they should buy the Wii U now. I mean, now yeah. that it's now that it's cheaper. I'm just saying, if you can't afford a Switch, or you don't want to spend like almost four hundred dollars on it, you know, with the Switch plus the yeah. Zelda game, I'm saying that the, you can probably get a Wii U and Breath of the Wild a lot cheaper, and you got that. That's gonna you're gonna put a lot of hours in that. You're probably gonna put like a hundred hours in that. I put a hundred hours into Twilight Princess when it came out on Wii. I expect that Breath of the Wild is probably gonna be as long or longer or whatever. But um, I will say I've been keep looking going like for a while. At all the stores I've been going to, like, they don't have Wii U's, like. Yeah, no, they were gone. I think we mentioned it around Christmas time, but yeah, I haven't seen any. They're really gone, and I didn't Christmas, see any 3DS's either. Yeah, well, 3DS's was... have been gone too. And also, uh, it's chargers. <laughs> I couldn't find chargers anywhere either. Cause I bought, I, I bought a 3DS. Did you charger. find one on Amazon? I actually ended up buying one from, uh, what's that, uh, Disc Replay in, uh, the Champagne. I, I bought, oh, so I bought they had it. Cool. No, I bought a USB one. That's all they had was a USB charger oh, okay. for for 3ds. But that's, I mean, that's all I could find. So that's what I, that's what we use. It works. But I couldn't. Yeah, and all no no targets had them. Like I should have figured it. Though, I figured it out though. It's like well, all these 3ds's are gone. All the chargers are going to be gone too because they don't sell them together. You know, people are going to buy that with the other thing. But yeah, those are just those are disappearing. The Wii U's disappeared. Supposedly they said because they were. You know, bringing them back to get parts or whatever. But I think people were actually buying them towards the end too. So obviously people say that it failed. I don't think, 
I don't think it necessarily failed. I mean, they sold, I mean, it didn't sell as much as it should have, I guess, but I think the only failed system is like Virtual Boy, <laughs> you know, as a Nintendo stuff. People said that the GameCube failed, but I was like, dude, there's hundreds of great GameCube games. Why did it fail? It's got a lot of fucking awesome shit on it. No, the GameCube didn't fail. People love it now, but at the time they're like, oh, it sucks. But now it's like, oh, wait, no, it's cool. Give it, a, give it some more years. People are going to come back to the Wii U and be like, man, that was cool. That's a cool system. Why didn't we get it? You know? And it's, it's I mean, going to end up being one of the rare, rarest of yeah. the ones to own. You should get a, get a couple Soon. of them, right? <laughs> pick up some extra ones. If you can find them. Yeah. If you have saying pick, pick them up now if you can find them, right? I think the gamepad, especially a gamepad yeah. in good shape. In like ten years, it's gonna be worth some money. Yeah, I thought about getting a backup gamepad for mine. <laughs> I, I do yeah. like I like my system very much. Um, there's a lot of games that I definitely want to beat. Did you look at a? Did you look at which games you had put the most time in? Speaking of great games for you, what you what, what is your list? I have a. I was just going through ones that I thought had a lot of time in, so I have a top eight. Uh, what? Do you, how many do you have? Um, I could do a top eight. Sure. I don't have I don't have them organized as such, but I can make it work. Well, I think I think we have the same number one, so we can wait for that. But let's start at a, let's do a countdown. Let's start at eight. I'll go first. Yeah, you go first while I organize this. Okay. Well, uh, my my number eight in most hours played, and this is minus mind you, uh, Hulu and Netflix and you know anything else, uh, YouTube. You know which which those are like really the number the top threes. Because they have like 600 hours, some hours in there because you're watching movies or whatever on them. But aside from that, for actual game things, uh, my number eight is Splatoon, ranking in at 47 hours and 49 minutes, which I guess seems a little bit low. And I thought I played a lot of Splatoon, but yeah, it was, it was the lowest in, uh, in those main ones that I thought it would be on there. But yeah, Splatoon was a really cool game, had a, had a really fun single player. And had a, had a, it still has a pretty strong online multiplayer that people are still playing. Like it was one of those things that I could still, I'm sure if I booted up right now, I could find people to, to play like in a couple seconds, which is crazy because like Triforce Heroes and Federation Force, they never, they never last that long. It was, they were cool for maybe like, well, Federation Force maybe for like three weeks. Maybe, well, maybe only two, but <laughs> Triforce Hero maybe had a, maybe had a month, unfortunately, but it's your number eight. My number eight looks to be 3D World. Super so Mario, Super Mario actually, 3D World. I actually thought I put a lot of time into 3D World. I played that game a lot. What was your uh, hour for that? What's your time? 19 hours and 21 minutes. Oh man. That's like how much time I put into Devil's Third. <laughs> so I'm saying, man, like I'm, I'm really, I'm shocked by these numbers, like, because I'm in the bonus worlds on 3D World or whatever, you know. I haven't finished all of them, but yeah. I'm like well into. I actually made it all the way down to like the very final. You'll never beat this fucking level. Level on that game on uh, 3D World, and 3D World is actually my number six. But we'll get to that one. Um, my number seven is a game that I haven't beaten yet, but I'm almost there. Uh, the HD version of Zelda: Twilight Princess is is my number seven. Clocking in at 50 hours and 12 minutes. That's one I gotta get to. I'm, I'm, I'm like just, I'm at Ganon. I just have to go get Ganon. I think it's because I wanted to catch all those ghosts and shit, and I'm like, I don't want to go catch those ghosts. So I just stopped, I just stopped playing it. Plus I gotta, gotta build up the, gotta build up the wolf, right? For the Breath of the Wild. So I can use it. How much time did you put into that? Uh, Twilight Princess? Uh, 50 hours and 12 minutes. Man, you play your Wii U a lot more than I do. <laughs> we're, find, we're finding that out right now. Well, just wait till. But you also had it a year longer. But that wait till mean. we, yeah, wait till we get to Xenoblade Chronicles. That was well, yeah. Spoilers. 
This is the, the <laughs> spoilers on the later list. What do you got for number seven? Mario Kart eight. Yeah, Mario Kart eight. What you got on that one? Twenty seven hours and eight minutes. Wow, man, that's not very much. It's low. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you, uh, my my Mario Kart eight is pretty is pretty up there. I'll, I'll tell you that much. My number six is to Mario three D World, clocking in at fifty four hours and thirty minutes. So I played uh, I played that one a lot, but yeah, I got to the I went I went and collected like every single fucking star for every level, so I could collect so I could get to that final level. That final level is a fucking bitch to play. Like whenever you come by or like whenever I come down there, I should bring my Wii U and just show you that last level. Like it is so fucking hard. It's we can do it. Like uh, Conan and I, we went through and got all the stars, like to like to collect the end part, get to the end part, and the end part is just insane. It's just like a bunch of hard shit, like thrown on top of the other and there's like no checkpoints and it's annoying uh, what do you got for six uh my number six is the twilight princess remake which i'm not that far into yeah 27 hours 54 minutes yeah well there you go wait yeah that's right okay and that's that's your six right yep that's number six all right and uh yeah i think the last thing i did in that was Man, I haven't played that for a while. It's on my list, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One thing. We although have... I have, although I've beaten the game before, I haven't beaten it on. Yeah. One thing we didn't talk about about the Wii U that I want to say before we forget: um, NES Remix One and Two. Like, what a crazy surprise that came out of nowhere for for the Wii U. You know, from that direct, it's like, oh yeah, here's this game that we've been working on. It's basically just uh, original NES games, but just you could play them in crazy different ways. So that was a crazy surprise that came from Nintendo Direct, where it's like NES Remix One, available ten bucks or maybe it's twelve, yeah. fifteen, something like that. But yeah, those games the are final, great. I really hope they do a Super Nintendo one for the Switch. The final Club Nintendo award that I got before Club Nintendo was done for was the NES, the, uh, NES Remix shirt. Well, it's the shirt with a uh, Samus running through a Mario level. Oh yeah, I got that one. Actually, just just bought it on eBay for me because it disappeared from the Nintendo Club so quickly. Number yeah. five. Number five. Smash Brothers clocking in at 57 hours and 44 minutes. Wow. You played that a lot more than I did. I figured I had played that game more. Well, I had a Smash Brothers party where I had a bunch of people over here. And I had a couple of follow-up parties because I got all the downloadable shit for it. I got all the extra characters and I got all the levels and, and I bought, I bought all that shit. And I, and I even think, uh, I think I played the 3DS one more. I don't even know what the hour count is on that one because I have both of them. But yeah, I think it's probably even higher. It's probably more like 100 on the 3DS. Haven't even looked at those games. Whenever we do our farewell 3DS episode, we'll have to get into that. Talk about how much we played those games. What do you got for your number five? Well, I was just going to say my, my numbers on Smash were 14 hours, 33 minutes. Oh man! But I haven't had any parties with it, but yeah. I, I played it. That's actually more than I thought I played it, to be honest. Yeah, it, it was, I forgot. It was, it I was lower it, than I thought. I brought it to like a couple of like family gatherings. And we played it for a few hours. Yeah, it's like away. it's like ten hours higher than Splatoon. I thought I, I thought I played Splatoon more than Smash, but I guess not. So we're on number five, right? Yeah. All right. Well, a little virtual virtual console action for you. Uh, Earthbound. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was playing through Earthbound. Once again, something that's on my list. I've got a uh, 32 hours and five minutes clocked on it. Oh wow! I'm really, I'm really far into it. Like I'm towards the end of it, but I've bumbled around a lot. I've like gotten lost a couple times. Um, I don't know how accurate that number is. Like it's possible I may have like left it running and then changed the channel on my uh, or you know changed the input on my HDMI. TV. Oh sure, yeah. 
But I'm pretty sure that's accurate because I've always used save states. Or not save states, but resumed when I've played it. I've never had to load it from a save point. Yeah, sure. An actual like uh, save file. So, uh, yeah, 32 hours on that. And that's one of the first, I think that may have been the first virtual console game I got because that was never on the Wii. That was a Wii U exclusive. It wasn't, yeah. That was another thing with the Wii U was uh, Earthbound on Virtual Console for the first time and then later on New 3DS. But, yeah, it was a big deal when it came out. For It was such a big deal that they priced it higher than everything else. They made it $10. It was $10. Yeah, crazy. But I bought that. That was the first VC game I bought. And uh, so I put a lot of time into that when I first got my Wii U. And uh, I'm pretty sure I'm really close to the end, but I remember having a conversation with you. And, uh, Are you a robot yet? <laughs> the guy has right, to do exactly. that before. Exactly. So yeah. I don't think that I'm as close to the end as I am. If you're a robot, then you're very close. But uh, yeah, uh, Jess played through all of Earthbound on, on the Wii U. And she had never played the game before, so that's really cool. Um, I played, I didn't play it through it all the way. I mean, I played Earthbound before, like I beat it like three or four times, but I don't know. Yeah, I didn't check like how much, how much I had put it in there, but with, with the numbers that I had, it might not be as, I mean, my, my number eight is like, is 40, is like almost 50 hours, so I don't think I put 50 hours into Earthbound, but I forgot to check that one. That's your number five though, right? Yep. Now we're in our top five. Uh, <laughs> number four is, uh, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. 60 hours and 14 minutes on that baby. And I beat that one. Beat that one, got all the hearts, got everything. Even got all the fucking statues of all the characters for that one island. That was a really cool game. Looked beautiful. Played the shit out of it. I ended up getting, that was what I got with the gift card that I got from Target with my system. I bought it later, but I ended up buying the Wind Waker because I think it was less. I think they were selling it for like 50 or 40 or something like that. But yeah, that was a fun game. Played it all the way through. So wait, you got all the, you said you got all the statues? Yeah, the little, you know how like you, you take pictures of people and you take them to that guy yeah. and he makes the toys? I, I got Did all you those. use the, the messages in the bottle to get them to or whatever? Yeah, yeah, I used the messages. I think that's why I actually was able to get all of them because I always forget to take pictures of the bosses that you only see one time. But I really like that. That was a really cool Miiverse aspect where you could pick up people's messages as, as like bottles in the ocean that you could just drive over in your boat. That's so cool. And it was, it's, it's still like so weird that they gave you the ability to take selfies as Link in that game also, which is like so fucking strange. Yeah. That you could turn your fucking and you could change old camera around. Yeah. yeah. And you can make weird facial expressions, take pictures of you standing in front of Ganon or whatever. What is a weird thing, but you know, why not? But yeah, that was a cool game. Speed Sale was a great addition to it, you know. Hell yeah, it was. Yeah. It wasn't. The, uh, uh, taking, I think they took down the Tears of Light in Twilight Princess. It wasn't quite as cool as the speed sale. That was basically their speed sale. Was taking away the, the, the Tears of Light. Yeah. Hopefully all that shit's gone in Breath of the Wild. You know, like the collecting stuff, which they do that in Skyward Sword a lot too, where you have to kind of collect mm-hmm. shit. They had like the, we have to douse or whatever. Do you remember that? Man, that was annoying. Mm-hmm. That was an annoying, an annoying thing too. I think like a lot of those like newer 3D Zeldas just had like an annoying collecting thing to it. Well, and then you had to go into the uh, whatever it was where you went into like the Phantom World or whatever, and you had to avoid the. Yeah, that was in that was in Skyward Sword, where you kind of collected that something Sword. that looked like Tears of Light. It was sort of like Tears of Light. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it, it was, was also almost a little bit like Phantom Hourglass because you had like these really like powerful enemies you had to deal with. Yeah, that were, like they could stealthy like, kind of. Yeah, they like, couldn't see you. You had to sneak around them. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, Wind Waker it had that part. There's the part in it where you had to like go find pieces of the Triforce. That kind of like interrupted the flow of the game too. I thought originally. But with the speed sail, with the speed sail, you so. get there quicker. Yeah, <laughs> right. The uh, it's just completely off topic, but Final Fantasy 15 has a car in it. You know where you can drive from one place to another, and like you have to you have to get so far in the game before they let you actually manually drive the car yourself. So you have somebody drive there for you, and you can spend like ten gil or whatever to like fast travel to some places. It's a weird thing, but you can like you know say here, take me over here, and have it auto drive. And it's just it kind of feels like sailing in Wind Waker. It's just like you put on auto drive, you put the controller down, go make a sandwich, come back, see if you're there yet. You know, it kind of reminded me. Oh, of, really? of Wind Waker on GameCube. Yeah, <laughs> same sort of thing. You know, where it's like, oh, we're going this way. I don't really have to dodge. Like, nothing's going to kill me. I'll just set down the controller, like, go to the bathroom, come back, see if I made it to Death Nation yet. You know? <laughs> that definitely reminded me of that. Because some, cause some stuff, it takes longer to get there, you know, and it'll be, like, night before you get there. But, yeah. What's your uh, what's your number four? Well, this is going to go quick, because my number four is also Wind Waker. Yeah. of Zelda Wind Waker HD. And I did, I did beat this. I did complete. I did beat this game, but I did not complete this game. I did yeah. not do. You said you did. Uh, I, know, I know you beat it because you because uh, you put it on Meverse. <laughs> you yeah. showed a picture of uh, Satori Watts' name on there because he. Yep. I think you beat it after he had deceased, which which was a sad. Time, right after, but... right after he had done did died. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thirty seven hours, thirty two minutes. So I haven't gone around to be a completionist, but I yeah. did get it. Did you get the hearts? I didn't get all the hearts either. I mean, why? You don't need all the hearts. You don't, but it's uh, it's just something I always do with every Zelda game. I can't beat it until I have all the hearts at the end. I always try to make sure and do that. You know, that's I only do that if I need to. That's that's the that's the uh, bare minimum. I'm like you have to get all the hearts before you can do it. That's how I that's how I feel. It doesn't you know you don't have to get the ghosts and stuff, but the hearts gotta do it. Which means I can technically beat Twilight Princess if I want because I do have all the hearts for that one. But I will say, Wind Waker was another game, you know, going back to what sold me to buy the Wii U was the Wind Waker remake. You mentioned that earlier. Yeah, that was a big, that was something I wanted to get it when that came out, but I didn't have the money to. But then when 3D World came around, I'm like, I'm like, okay, now I really gotta get it. That's like if I, you know, that's like if I was not, if I was not doing a Nintendo podcast and felt like I had to get the Switch to have something to talk about, I would wait till like Mario came out and probably get it later, like get it around Christmas, you know. And just yeah. play Zelda on the Wii U if that's what I was doing. But I'm getting it anyway because I, you know, because I'm I do this and I want to talk talk about it to you, the fans. You know, I will say when I played Wind Waker though, like on the the Wii U, the whole time I was playing through, you know, it looks amazing and it uses the gamepad really well, like you were yeah. saying, and the speed sail and all that is really nice. Um, but the whole time I was playing it, I just wished I could erase my memory of playing it before. Because oh, really? yeah, and just this game mesmerized me. Yeah. Just playing through it on the GameCube originally was such an amazing experience. And I mean, I mean, it was long enough ago that I remember I was just sitting in my college dorm room playing it, and not like I don't think I went to class for that, a couple of days. Yeah, that happens. The Zelda has that effect on people. And uh, and so having like kind of a fond slash, well, I guess you call it a bittersweet memory. Yeah, about about Wind Waker, and then playing it on the the Wii U was wonderful, and it looked so nice. And I and I took a ton of screenshots. You know, this is where Meverse really came in for me. Yeah, this is that looks so good. I just wanted to like, I, I would be like, wow, this looks so nice. I just want to screenshot this right now. And uh, yeah, playing through it, 
It was a lot of fun. It didn't have the same impact on me as it did the first time around, but it still maintained a lot of the magic and definitely proved that it's one of the timeless games. I hope so yeah. far it seems like it's a timeless. Oh yeah, it's game. it's it, it's such a. I mean, we talked about it before, I think, in our Twilight Princess episode way back when. But Wind Waker is like such an interesting case because like people like threw such a fit about it, you know, that it was that it was like not. It's like oh, it's not Adult Link. Look at him; he's a kid. Blah blah blah. But it's like the most beautiful Legend of Zelda that's come out, and now it's like everybody's fucking favorite, you know, like after the fact because it's aged so well because of how good it looked and you know how like cel shaded it was and how like beautifully drawn and animated it was and polished. So and I polished. mean, it was very and it, polished. Yeah, and it looks so much better than Twilight Princess did when that came around, and it's just funny, like because when it people like, oh no, you know, they're upset about it, but now they're like, oh, it's so great, you know, they figure it out. That's what'll happen with the Wii U too. <laughs> Be like. We didn't get it, but now we get it. Now that it's rare or whatever. But um, you know, one thing I was gonna say that I, while you were talking to me about that, while you're just talking about a uh, Wind Waker, I was like, um, one thing I really loved about playing Wind Waker on the Wii U, and something that I get to experience and you don't, is uh, being able to switch out your items on the fly off the screen, which was like one thing that I really, really wanted to be able to do for Zelda games. And I was like, this is brilliant. I like hardly ever pause the game. I could see the map on the screen. I knew where I was going, like on the ship. You know, I never had to pause and look. And I could switch, like I could switch my, like you know, whatever my my uh, slingshot or my or my bomb or whatever. I could switch it back and forth, like right on the screen on the fly, without pausing the game. And I'll be able to do that for Breath of the Wild, but you won't be able to do it. But for, I won't be able to do uh, the that. switch. That's like one of the main reasons that I ended up getting it for the Wii U. Still, is I want the second screen. I like the second screen. You know. It's cool to me. You know, I like that. I want to be able to do that, and I can't do that on the Switch, so I want to get it. I want to get it for what it was meant for. You know, I want to be able to do the fucking Sheikah Slate stuff and see what it shows on the screen while it's doing that. And there was there was some news that we skipped that they were, you know, they, there was like some comparisons, and they said some things that they said that looks the way that it'll look different between the two of the, um, between the Switch and the Wii U version. There were some specs about that. I don't remember exactly what it was. But but I was mad that they didn't mention anything about like what you can Interface. do on what you can do on the gamepad. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, see that's what I care about. Like the Wii version looked better than the GameCube version did of Twilight Princess. But look what you had there. The GameCube version was still the better better version because of like interface and controller and non waggle and all that. So you know that's what I'm. That's what With I was, the exception of aiming your uh, projectiles. Yeah, aiming which... aiming did was a little bit better on the other one, but way you know, better on the Wii version. Yeah, because you could point it. But that was our number four, right? That's the same number four. So now with the top three. Top three, uh, probably, well, I'd say like my my favorite Wii U games, I guess, maybe. Uh, <laughs> definitely two of them, would I say. But my Well, the other's my favorite, too. Anyway, number three, Mario Kart 8, clocking in at 93 hours and 14 minutes. Wow. But uh, You had a lot more this game than I did. I think you probably were playing with people more. Well, Jess, like, Jess also played it on my on mine as well, and we played it together a lot because she really liked the game, and I really liked the game. And I bought the DLC. I bought all the DSL, DLC racers. I beat all those. Like, I played online a lot with, with people, and I just, I love the shit out of that game. I thought it was, like, the best-looking game I've seen on Wii U. I mean, the, the, the core, it just works so well. Like, uh, it became my favorite Mario Kart game, for sure, 100%. Um, I played, I played the shit out of it almost 100 hours, but yeah, that's, that's a game that you can just play at any time and it's still a lot of fun. And the levels are really cool and I just loved, I just loved playing it. You know, and it was just kind of a go-to, like for Jess and I, just be like, hey, you wanna play Mario Kart? And we just 
play through like some, you know, some courses and play through a couple cups and it's always fun. It's, it's a game that I always enjoy playing. So yeah, I played, I played the crap out of that game. So I don't think I mentioned before and you, you did mention what the most important thing that probably came out of that game was. Mario Kart 8? Yeah. The oh. Luigi's Death Stare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Luigi's Death which, Stare. Like, that became a whole which thing. Which became like a viral, yeah, it was like a viral thing and like yeah, people even, would splice it into GIFs and. Yeah, I even saw pictures of people dressed up for video game conventions, like in, in carts, like dressed as, as Luigi throwing shells at people and doing the stare. Like, did you see any of those? Like, yeah. People actually dressed up like him and did it. Yeah, I forgot about the death stare. Well, that came from the, uh, that came from like the playback videos and all that, which you could actually post to YouTube through that. Crazy enough. Same with Smash Brothers. You could post videos to YouTube through Smash Brothers. So it was something that was already there, you know, that the, the Switch will have that was on the Wii U. Yeah. Cool, cool thing, you know? I mean, you could, you could show like highlights. It would show like highlights of what happened, but that's how you saw like the way the characters would react to each other. And it's, yeah, it looks, it looks so cool. Like, well, yeah, he hits him and then he's like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah, the Luigi dust there. I completely forgot about that. I was like, well, when you said the best thing, I was like, what, uh, the zero G stuff? Cause that was really cool. Yeah. Where you can, when you actually make an impact, it speeds you up instead of slows you down. Yeah. That was a really cool thing too. That and, was a cool mechanic. And I thought it was the, I was going to say, what was the best thing? Like how you could be so many different baby characters in this version. <laughs> I think they had seven different babies. Well, maybe not seven, but there was Peach, there was Daisy, there was Luigi, there's Mario. I feel like there was another baby in there with a, with there's Bowser, Bowser Jr. There should be like a, Baby Bowser or something. There's Baby Rosalina. There's another one. Baby I think Rosalina. seeing Link ride a motorcycle was pretty important to me. Yeah, his uh his horse motorcycle, which I still <laughs> I still want I still want that. I want a fucking uh you know cyberpunk dystopian future Legend of Zelda game that has like Cloud in there as a as like a he's like an Easter egg in the corner or something, and Link can go over there and cut his hair with his with his with his uh, sword or something. Maybe he won't be in there, but. It'd be funny if they could clash at one point. I don't, not that I want it to look directly like Final Fantasy VII, but, yeah, but, 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 it, but, but the way I described it sounded like Final Fantasy VII with dystopian cyberpunk. But yeah, I would love to see a future Zelda game where he rides on that fucking, where he gets to ride that motorcycle. That should be like a DLC thing for Breath of the Wild. That'd be really cool. It's very Chrono Trigger, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Here we have to fight that transforming thing that turns into a, turns into a bike. Well, race it, I fight it. So you can skip the, uh, the junkyard. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. I like that. What's your, uh, number three? My number three is, I imagine, not in your top three. Well, not in your top two. Oh, uh, Super Mario RPG? Yep. Color Splash. <laughs> oh, Color Splash. I didn't even look at Color Splash, but I'm pretty sure I put like maybe 20 hours into it, if that. I mean, I think I've only played it like three times, maybe. It's on my list, though. It's on my finished list towards the end, but. It's still on my, uh, I gotta finish this list. Which I have, I don't know, I've been realizing lately that my video game lists are out of hand because I have way too many fucking RPGs to play. But, whatever. I mean, I, it's not something I could, I should complain about because I love RPGs and I've been in such a, I was in such a RPG, like, hole forever where I didn't get any that I liked and now I have a million of them, it seems like, so shouldn't complain about it. But yeah, I have, I have big lists of stuff I'm trying to figure it out in my mind. I'm like, I'll finish Final, I'll finish a Dragon Quest Seven, and then I'll do this, and then I do this other thing. I'm trying to categorize all of it to be like where I could fit in. It's like maybe I'll go to like Tokyo Mirage Sessions for a while there and finish that one up, and then 
And then I still got like Mario and Luigi Dream Team, which I'm in the last level of that I got to finish up at one point. And Pokemon Sun and Moon, like I'm only like on the second island. I've only done like maybe half of that game. So, so yeah, is this your list of games you want to complete? Yeah, I was, well, I was saying, no, I'm talking about just games in general that I wanted to complete, not just the Wii U stuff. Yeah, Color Splash is on my list, but there's a lot other shit that I have to do because there's so many. Yeah, because I have a list of that, but I thought we were going to move on to that here in a little bit. Oh, well, we got to do, we got to do two more games and then we'll get to the list. We got, yeah. we got two. So number two for me, probably, no, wait, I this isn't, like was... this isn't number two for you? No, I didn't talk about Color Splash at all. Oh, wait, no, Color Splash was three. Color Splash was three for you, right? Yeah, yeah. Cause I was, was going to say like, well, no, I didn't talk about it at all. I oh, sure. Well, we, we will, we will at the end here. Um, I figured that we probably, we might have the, I think we gotta have the, the, the last two. Our last two has to be the same. But right? I didn't say my time, I didn't say my time or anything. Oh, what's, what's your time for I just said questions? the name sorry. and then, like, you started talking. No, it's cool, I just did. <laughs> oh, sorry, I man. Said, Go ahead. Uh, so yeah, I spent 38 hours and 55 minutes on Color Splash. Which surprised me because I thought it was a lot more, but I also think that I gave up on this game pretty, like I would play it every day, but I think it, some days I would only play it for like 20 minutes because like it frustrated me so much. Yeah. Which is coming out now and I, I spoke more favorably of it in the past, but now I'm just like, yeah, that makes sense. 38, 55. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, around a 35 hour game and I might have dicked around a little bit there, but, but you um, didn't, you yeah. didn't fully complete it, right? You didn't go right. back. It and... showed up as, it's the only RPG I play, like I beat on the Wii U. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, I didn't, I didn't beat any RPGs in the Wii, so yeah. But no, I mean, that makes it, that makes it sound a little bit less intimidating, I guess, that you can beat it in less than 40 hours. Like from a lot of the games that I've been playing, that makes it seem a little bit more approachable. But I mean, yeah, you really, just, you, just, you just need to spam the, uh, spam the, uh, Rochambeau temples yeah. <laughs> to build up money and buy a bunch of strong cards that are already painted and you're fine. Do you think they'll re-release, uh, Color splash for the Switch, and you can Rochambeau in real life with your hand to the. Well, to, to they did. Samples. They did make a point <laughs> to say that it recognized paper, rock, scissors. So. They did. So they should re-release. Uh, I'm trying to think about how many games have paper, rock, scissors in them. They should re-release Rub Rabbits, the TS game, and have you do that because there, <laughs> there was a whole paper, rock, scissors part in that too. And uh, WarioWare, I think WarioWare Twisted had that had a paper, rock, scissors thing in there. Oh, I think I think any of them did. I think the original WarioWare did. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's 40 hours. That makes it seem a little bit more approachable. I think, uh, I must have only put like 10 in maybe. I only got to that ghost house and I, cause I couldn't figure out what sticker to put in the window. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't want to play this. And I kind of just didn't come back to it, but other shit came up. But yeah, that's another one that you finished. Figured our number two and one are probably the same, right? I think they are. Because if your number two is not my number two, I'd be like, why didn't you play it longer? Number two yeah. is uh, Mario Maker? Yep. Yep. My number two is Super Mario Maker as well. What's your time for it? 95.27. Oh, nice. We're close. I'm uh, 103.24 for Mario Maker. But I just kept coming back to it because they kept adding stuff like every week or whatever where you could get the new like skins. And there are all these weird levels based on Japanese game shows and stuff like that. It's well, nice. for a while there, we were sending each other like... You know, we were making levels and be like, "Hey, play my level." I'm like, yeah. that was part of like the fun of it was like creating oh, yeah, levels yeah. for your friends to play, and uh, the actual creating of the levels is probably where a lot of that time comes from. Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's I mean, that's probably I'd have to say between like 
I don't know. It's hard. If I could say, like, if somebody asked me, like, what's, what do you think is the best game for Wii U right now? I mean, I'm not including Breath of the Wild in here just because I haven't played Breath of the Wild. But of all time, it's got to be, like, I would have to say, like, Mario Kart 8 or Mario Maker or like Splatoon. that was or my like, game of the year for 2015 or like Splatoon, you know. Well, I mean, well, Mario yeah. Maker is such an amazing game. There's something that it just never happened before, and it created this game that like never ends. You know, like you can turn it on at any time, and you're never gonna, you know, there's levels that you'll probably never see again. But every time you turn you it on to play, can. yeah, every time you turn it on to play the Hundred Mario Challenge, you'll see a different level every single time. You know, and it's so it's all so it's unlimitedly. You know, it goes on forever. It's like the greatest game ever. You can play it until you die, and you'll still get new levels, you know? It's great. The 3DS port is not as good as the Wii U version. No. It's worth noting. I have the 3DS port, and I really like the single-player mode on it. Yeah, it's great. And you can play. I like that you can... There's stuff that you can do on the... I I think it's really a shame that the Wii U did not give you that single-player mode on on that version. That would have made that one stronger. But yeah, no, it's definitely like how you can't share your levels and all that sucks. But yeah, Super Mario Maker, like what a, what an incredible game. And you can only really do that on something like the Wii U, you know, that has like the touchscreen. That's why I'm wondering if they're going to put it on Switch, like how it's going to work. Because you're going to have to take it out of the thing, put it back in the thing, or keep it out of the thing the whole time. I don't know. It's confusing. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. It's I, definitely like it, it's a game that was made for the console and the console was made for the game. Like they're a oh, yin and yeah, yang. definitely happening like wish there would have been more games like that but you know it was pretty late into the wii's life that this came out yeah but it, that it was, was still like yeah. a year and a half ago at this point but or not even a year and a half a little over a year ago yeah was, what, a, what a great game yeah, it was the one that was like this is it this is the killer app this is like how you use the gamepad for it and it's a really awesome game like an incredible game like such a cool idea you know I had a blast playing it, and it's still a game that I would boot up at any time and still be like, man, this is fun. You know, I could, and that's like, I would play that as a party game too, you know, cause like, you could like, you could have a couple controllers that are, that it's, that, you know, you could have like, you know, three or so controllers and just hand them out to different people and be like, all right, okay, you try it now, you know, and we just don't pass control and be like, okay, you try this level. Oh, and I'll try it. And we'll just alternate levels and go through like a hundred Mario challenge at whatever, whatever, you know, hard difficulty. Which I, I remember doing cool. that, yeah, when I was hanging out with you. I don't know if it was the last time I was up there or the time before, but it's a fun there was an hour where we, just, we were just passing the gamepad around, or shit, sometimes people would just be like, I don't want to use the gamepad, and they would just use the Pro Controller, Yeah, you can they use, could still play it, just the same. You can use the Pro or, like, a Wiimote also, and they, and you could play with three people, and they all have a controller, and you can just alternate, you know, and just and they're always active. It's cool. It's a cool way to play it. It's really fun, and it's a great multiplayer game. Weirdly enough, it's a one-player game. And also you could do the multiplayer where, like, you know, one of you builds a level and the other person plays it. You could do that, too. You know, there's just, like, so much fun stuff to do with it. You know, it's a it's a, it's a game that keeps on giving. And uh, any of you who are thinking about getting a Wii U, you know, get it and play that game. That's that's a that's a great game. You know, I, I'd say if you have a Wii U, you need Mario Maker. I think that needs to happen. 100%. I wonder if there's any of those bundle ones that come with, like, the Amiibo and all that, which we haven't even mentioned, mentioned the Amiibo. That was another thing that came from came out of the Wii U time, you know, these fucking toy figures that you could scan on the on the system. You know, I feel like that was, I mean, the thing was built with an NFC chip in there, so I think that was part, you know, it was probably, it was probably a plan. Yeah, forward thinking. I mean, it's the uh, only thing that works with that. Like, none of the Skylanders or Disney Infinities or anything worked on it. You had to have a special scanner for that. Oh, that shit's dying off, but uh, 
if you leave the technology inside of the console itself, yeah. Nintendo can keep making Amiibo however long they want to. Yeah, well, the Amiibo is definitely not going away because they already announced two more for the Fire Emblem Direct. Yeah. And you can scan them into the Switch, so they're going to keep coming. Well, there's more Zelda ones coming also, you know, of course, and it never end. And our, I'm sure you guys can guess what our number one, one Number is. one game. <laughs> number one game most time. Also our number one most downloaded episode. <laughs> and our number one game that we need to fucking finish. Yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles X. I think this is another game that I just left on because you earn money, like if you just leave it on from your mines and stuff that you planted. Oh, so, man, I wonder. I'm really curious what your number is going to be on this one. Oh, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, it's probably, you're, I mean, your Mario Maker number was like pretty close to mine, so it's probably not that higher or lower, but my number is 127 hours and 13 minutes for Xenoblade. Okay. Okay. Which, so what are you at? I figured you'd be at 100 at least, right? 106.31. Yeah. So it's like 20 some minutes apart. But there were a lot of times that I left the game on, like I said, to earn money from the mines. You know, oh, like 20 kind of, something hours apart. Yeah, yeah. Since did I say minutes? Uh, Twenty hours. Yeah. I think I probably said minutes but, before which too. Which seems but, like a you know, lot. Yeah. This game is not that much. And I didn't even beat it. And you said that you thought maybe you were at the last boss of it. I don't even yeah. remember. I don't even remember where I was. Like where? I mean, I I have to beat it, and it's and it's there's been a in huge my mind cinematic. for a while. There's a huge cinematic that precedes like getting to this boss that I've never seen in the game before this point. That's why I, I'm led to believe it's the final boss. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I'm not sure how many chapters there are in there, and I think I was. Like, there's a huge cinematic where like all the characters are talking to each other, and it's like getting all like cinematic and like, oh my god, this is happening, like, oh, okay, that sort of thing. So sure, very RPG. Yeah, but it, but you you haven't been able to beat it. Is too too tough? Do you have to grind some more? Oh, I need to grind the. I need to grind a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I need to get new skills. My skills are so outdated. It's like I'm driving a little like escort into an area where i need like a four-wheel drive vehicle or we, something we need like a hummer or a yeah. tank or something <laughs> yeah right it's like to get like one skill for one member of my party costs more than all my skills combined yeah that i have <laughs> yeah those are so expensive like i was in the same That's boat where i got overwhelmed and when i stopped playing the game was when like that money thing happened i'm like oh god yeah, everything's so expensive. That's why I just let the game run and try to just collect millions of dollars from your mines that you have because they're like that's how you get your money, you know. Like yeah. aside from selling whatever shit you find on the world. Uh, but uh, did you still have the original scale that they gave you? Because I remember I had I had that one plus like three others that I bought or whatever. But I, I never sold that first one because I couldn't afford to get another one. You know, like the very first one that you got for free. Oh yeah, so you still are have that equipped? I still have it. Yeah. On way, I mean, oh, wow. I, I, I mean, it, I still have it, but I'm not using it. Oh, yeah, I had a, I think I still used it because I have, I mean, I used it on one of my other characters, like I wasn't using it, but I had four scales that I, that I used, like one for each guy, and that's the one that I put on whoever's the guy I don't really care about. I have Maybe seven or eight the, scales, just oh, I no. don't use a few of them because, like, I have got a few, like, in reserve if I run out of yeah. whatever. But well, you got, you I got, also, <laughs> I also save and then quit and then, like jump back in to not lose my skill. Also, yeah, that's a good way to do it. I because I I paid I I paid to fix them so many times, and that's really expensive too. But yeah, really yeah, you gotta save you gotta save a lot on that because it gets a lot harder. Like once, like once it involves like the skills getting destroyed <laughs> because once you because when you could just die as yourself, you would just come back. And I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. You just go and do it again, and 
But then when it incorporate the skeleton, you got to get them repaired and they cost so much. It's like, uh, but yeah, no, that's like number one, number one, hundred percent game that I have to beat is Xenoblade Chronicles. And whatever, especially I, now that we know there's a Xenoblade Chronicles two coming out. Yeah. Now that we know there's another one, but, um, yeah. And every time I hear those songs, like whenever I listen to like WAOT radio or I hear the, you know, I, I, I hear, I hear that old, the old, uh, there's a gold mine over there song. I'm always like, man, I miss playing that game. <laughs> I miss the, I miss the amazing soundtrack, the amazing ridiculous soundtrack of that game. <laughs> yeah. Man, that, that flight song, special song. <laughs> it is. Well, I and mean, the, that, uh, and the town theme too. And those the... weird town themes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I love that soundtrack. It's as as silly as it is, it still brings a smile to my face. Is there anything that we missed on the um, list we need to finish? I mean, I feel like uh, a lot of them I talked about in our thing. You want to just? I'll read mine and then you read yours. Did you make a Did you make a list of stuff you have? Yeah, you I did make a list of it? things I need to finish, and they're not all Wii U games. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's fine. I just um, I think all mine are, are Wii U games. But I mean, there's. I figured if I put all the virtual console stuff on there, the list would be way too long. But I think I have. All right, I'll I'll, I'll stick to Wii U then. I'll stick to Wii U. I mean, I have ten, but it's it's fine. I mean, however much you want to read. I mean, I, I'm just gonna go through it really fast. I mean, I think I already mentioned most of them. Tokyo Mirage Sessions slash FE or Sharp FE. I talked about that already. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X is on there. Of course, we just talked about that. Super Mario Color, or Paper Mario Color Splash. Talked about that. Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, almost talked about that. One that I thought would have been in my list of most played, but isn't, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Uh, that's on my list of something to beat, because I never bought, I never beat the fucking last boss of that game. Because it's such a long, it takes forever to fight him, and by the time you beat him, you don't want to fight him again. Because it takes so long to play him. Uh, Bayonetta 2, another game I didn't beat, which I think I only put like maybe 15 hours into. It's not that long of a game, though. Uh, Wonderful 101, never beat that game, but I honestly had had a, kind of had a hard time getting into it, but I wanted to try to give it another shot. Uh, Rode, the Rodeo Sky Soldier, whatever it's called, the one that I haven't opened <laughs> that's in there, which I'll probably play it on the Wii because it's supposed to be a better version. Uh, put Star, Star Fox Guard on there just because I like that game and I like to play it more. And uh, Devil's Third is my number 10. It's still a game I'd like to beat just because I did like playing that game, even though it got in fairly hard Like by the time I got to the part I got stuck at, but... Yeah, that's my list. That's my list of games I want to beat on the Wii U. I'm sure it's not fully complete. There's probably a couple I forgot, but that's what I came up with. Wow, yeah. When I made this list, I was just thinking of games I've been playing that I haven't finished. But you, you made specifically the Wii U, and uh, there's some games I haven't bought yet that I guess I want to beat. And like, so I'll, I'll say that first. So the games I don't own that I still want to buy for the Wii U are uh, Lego City Undercover, yeah. Splatoon, New Super Mario Wii U, Tokyo Mirage Sessions... No, I don't have any of these. You have DK movie. Tropical Freeze, Rayman Legends, Wonderful 101, and Yoshi's World, Wooly World. You have all those, right? I do have all those. I guess I should, uh, I should try to finish, um, Rayman Legends and, and Yoshi's, uh, Wooly World. I didn't finish Yoshi's Wooly World because Jess played through it, so I didn't really feel like I needed to, cause she, cause she beat it. But I, but I did play, like, pretty far into it. Like, I think I'm pretty close to the end on that. But, uh, and I played pretty far into Rayman Legends also. But yeah, those... But as far as the games I actually own that I haven't beat, it's Zelda, Twilight Princess, of course. Yeah. Skyward Sword. Oh, sorry. Well, yeah, you can get on Virtual Console. Yeah. But, yeah, this... <laughs> but you don't have it. But, well, let's be specific to the Wii U. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X, of course. And then, uh, Pikmin 3. 
I've played the demo of it, so it lets you play to a certain point in the game, and I just haven't, like, continued from that point. And then, uh, Star Fox Zero. Oh, yeah. I'm on the last boss on Star Fox Zero, and I still haven't finished that. That's gonna be the easiest one to finish, I think. Star Fox Zero, yeah, isn't, isn't that tough. Pikmin's not very long either, but it's very fun. Like, I remember playing that. I think I played that in, like, a couple days. Maybe, like, a week. I think, week, maybe I like think a week. Pikmin 3 is gonna get me through February. I think that's my plan for Pikmin 3. I would love to do an episode about Pikmin 3, so. If you should, you should play it and beat it, and we should do a spoiler cast for it way after the fact. Now that it's like that, it was like first year Four release percent. of Wii U. But yeah, I would love to do a, a full Pikmin, or even like a full Pikmin episode would be fun because then I could play, uh, you know, you could play Pikmin, Pikmin one and two again. Two is a game that I always wanted to finish, but I never finished it. But it's it's cool. It's a fun game. So they've Having released they've released uh, Pikmin one on the Virtual Console, but they haven't released two yet, have they? Have they? I don't know. That I'm, I that I'm not sure. Have. Was it just one? It wasn't two? I, thought I think it was just one. Okay, I thought that maybe two was on there, but maybe not. It was new pl- the new Play Control version. Yeah, the, the Wii version, which I never played that version. So, yeah, uh, Pikmin 3, I, I've had this. It's my shrink-wrapped game, which you said you have a shrink-wrapped game, too. Yeah, I have my shrink-wrapped Rodeo. copy of Pikmin 3 that I've had for a really long time now, probably close to a year at this point. Whenever it got... Made into a select, so maybe not that long ago, but uh, I've had it since then, and uh, it's still shrink wrapped. I think that's going to get me through lonely February. Yeah, uh, the waiting thing, on yeah. the waiting on the switch to happen. Well, at least February is the shortest month this year because it yeah. was because it was longer last year because it's fucking leap year. So it really it, was made it extra longer that that year that nobody liked. But yeah, yeah, Pikmin is something you should definitely play in February, or you should play it now. So it's a great game. Um, yeah, we should do it. We should do a Pikmin episode in the future. I'll get the, cause I don't have Pikmin 1, but I have Pikmin 2 on GameCube and I have Pikmin 3 on Wii U. So I might just get the new play control Pikmin 1 so I could see how that felt with the Wii controller and play all three yeah. of them. Let me just say as a, as an aside, I'm really happy that we can just ditch the sensor bar completely. Yeah. That, that's a thing in the past officially with the Switch. Yeah. That, I mean, I, I I'm not, looking, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with. That it was a weird thing to get packaged with the Wii U. I hate that thing, one. and I'm glad it's gone. <laughs> yeah. I liked, uh, my favorite sensor bar story was, uh, when I went to see you in Champagne that one time, and I didn't, yeah. I didn't bring a sensor bar because you had one, and I, and I wanted to play Mario Party at John's house, and he didn't have a sensor bar, and I'm like, shit. But we basically put two candles down and played with that, and it totally worked. <laughs> That's yes. my favorite sensor bar story. I actually did the two candle sensor thing, and it totally worked. We played a we played a whole game of Mario Party ten. Or no, we played Mario Party ten Mario Party nine on uh Wii. Uh, Wii on Wii U. We played it with uh, candles as a sensor bar. And it totally worked. Even though I didn't realize that I could have just used uh after the fact I could have just used the Wii gamepad because it has a sensor in it also. Could have totally just aimed at that. But yeah, that's our I guess that's been our Wii U episode. If there's anything you can else you think of or that we need to cover still. I'd say if you can get a hold of a I bought my Wii U refurbished from Nintendo directly. Um, if nothing else, if you can't find a Wii U out in the stores, look and see if you can find one on Nintendo.com. Um, I think they actually have a, a page on eBay also that links to the same stuff. But, uh, yeah, yeah, try to get a refurbished copy. Refurbished is often like, some people say a refurbished stuff is better than brand new because if there was a problem it, with it, yeah. it's already been fixed. Yeah. Yeah. So it's had one extra level of uh, uh, quality control added to it. Sure. So uh, that, that's what I did when I bought my Wii U, and I got it for 200 bucks, 32 gig. 
but I also bought that at the end of 2014, so it may be harder to get a hold of one on Nintendo's site now, but I'd say don't rule that out if you can't find one in a store. Yeah, last time I checked, they had, uh, they still had refurbished ones for sale. I think they're $199.99 uh, through Nintendo, yeah. right? Which is what you can get it. That's the same price you can get a refurbished one from GameStop for. That's why I was saying, like, if you're trying to get one, try to get it from, like, Am- from, like, not Amazon, uh, try to get it from, like, Craigslist. Try to find a Craigslist one, you might be able to find one for a hundred bucks. Of somebody just trying to get rid of one and get cash for it, you know, that's looking to get a Switch. You probably would be able to find some on there, but then that's that good. one just might not be in as good of shape. Yeah, but I was saying then there's the chance of uh, that's like I was saying earlier about the PS4. Then there's the possibility of it having like a problem that you don't know about, and you may buy it and it may work for a month and then die, and then you're don't have a Switch or don't have a Wii U, and you're fucked. You don't have a Switch or a Wii U after that, and you don't have any system. But yeah, refurbished is probably the way to go through Nintendo. Or Game Boy Advance, or Game Boy Advance, or GameStop. And you even get a you even get a special box that says refurbished all over it. Yeah, <laughs> nice. They Which I think stickers. I think they did to uh, to lower the resale value. Oh yeah, I, I can't think of any other reason why that would exist. They put it so they they wouldn't know that the refurbished ones were in the new boxes. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, I'll, I'll have to show you next time you're here. I don't know if I ever showed you my box for my Wii U, but oh, I just like. Yeah. It's printed all over it. I, I have a box that's printed all over it, refurbished. So like, that's the only difference. That's the only difference. Yeah. Well, that's, that's okay. It's, it's the box that comes in. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I was trying to think of a Wii U game that I'm going to get other than The Legend of Zelda. I mean, Breath of the Wild is probably the last game I'm going to get, but I was trying to think of another one that I want that isn't that. I mean, I might, I might get Mario Tennis if it's really, really low. Like, those were, like, some major disappointments, which I guess we didn't really say. Like, Star mm-hmm. Fox Zero, obviously, was not quite what people wanted. You you liked it less than I did. I enjoyed it for the most part, but definitely did not play it as much as I did probably any of the other Star Fox games that came out on other systems. Yeah. But the Meebo Festival, that was a weird game, Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival, which I ended up buying later for 20 bucks, which I thought was a good deal with uh, coming with two Amiibo. It's still, it's, the game's okay, the, uh, the de- the Desert Island game, which you can play on Animal Crossing 3DS now, is a fun it's a fun game that's on there. But yeah, aside from that, it's kind of weird. It was weird that Minecraft Minecraft ended up coming to Wii U. That's that's a cool thing that nobody really expected. The first yeah first Nintendo uh, first time Minecraft was on Nintendo was with the Wii U. And I've actually put uh, ten hours and fifty nine minutes into that game. Yeah, I think you played which it. Which because I've only had it for a few, few months. Yeah, I think you played it longer, longer than I have. I think I probably only put like five hours into it because I don't, I still don't really understand Minecraft. I still don't really get what to do on it. We're going to do but, a Minecraft episode yeah, here in the future. Yeah. But then again, I haven't really, then again, I haven't really tried that hard to figure out what it's, what yeah. it's about. But yeah, that's cool. That's cool that that came there, got on there out of the, out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, Mario Tennis Amiibo Festival for a Christmas. That was a really sad Christmas. That was, and that was the Christmas before this Christmas. Yeah. That was that was the end of 2015. So Z, so uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, I'm pretty sure came out. Was that no? Yeah, no. Xenoblade had to have come out in 2014 then, because 2015 was the sad Christmas where where Star Fox got delayed, and Zelda got delayed, and all we got was Amiibo Festival and Mario Tennis. Wow, you're right. And last and last year was the sad Christmas where we got. NES classics that we got, nobody else got. And, uh, <laughs> and Mario, well, I guess Mario, yeah, Mario Color Splash was what we got. That came out before that, though, before Christmas. And, uh, Pokemon. So, so really Xenoblade was 2014. For like two years. 
So the Wii U has been on life support in some ways for the past couple of years. Which is weird because, uh, yeah, yeah. No, it must have, no, no, I think you're, no, I think that Xenoblade did, no, Xenoblade did still come out when Star Fox and, and Zelda were delayed because that was like the, that was the game. And then it was Amiibo Festival and, and tennis. So it did come out that year because I was like, if it came out in 2014, we weren't podcasting then and we podcasted on the day that Xenoblade came out. So it was 2015, yeah. but. But yeah, it's, that was the first sad Christmas, and then it was you know sadder after that. But next Christmas will be happy, hopefully, if Mario uh, if Mario GTA comes out. <laughs> yeah, Mario's Sonic Adventure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sonic Adventure. Anyway, I, I think uh, we've been burning daylight here. We're like two and two hours and forty minutes about, so we should probably put a pin in it here. But uh, this has been our Wii U episode. It's been episode 53. We are your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Jerry Mikowski. And, uh, you know, you can find us on iTunes and any other podcast thing that you listen to. Please rate us. Uh, you know, it would, it would help us be more discoverable and all that. And uh, we like ratings. be nice to see on there. Uh, you can email us at nintendomain.podcast at gmail.com. And we'll be ne- we'll be here next week, and I will give you uh, my impressions of Dragon Quest VIII for sure, and we'll probably talk about more more Switch news that seems to keep trickling out. And in the meantime, you know, go buy yourself a Wii U on the cheap and play the shit out of it. That's my advice for you from this episode. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great console. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Wii U's good, man. It's uh, Nintendo's first foray into into the HD, and they found out that it takes a really fucking long time to take to make games on that. That's kind of why. And if you really only plan on playing your Switch at home, the Wii U already does that. Yeah, the Wii U already is the Switch at home, except you can't shake it and stuff. Well, I guess you can't, but you're not as... And you can't tell how many ice cubes are inside. (laughs) Yeah, there's no balls in that. Well, it might be if you you drop it a couple times, but anyway, (laughs) thanks for listening to us, and we'll see you next week. See ya. The wind bells, hiding the shadows.